Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, July 15, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 322. This is No Agenda. Reporting from the front lines of Gitmo Nation from the Four Winds 5000 Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation for lovers, the great state of Virginia from Baroness Maggie Vincent's driveway in the kind of morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, which is also for lovers, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Hey now. Hey now. In the morning to you, John. In the morning to you, in the morning, all ships at sea and all feet on the ground, feet in the air, and uh, everyone in between. <laughs> and the boots on the oceans. And, of course, uh, all of our human resources who are all uh, charged up and ready to go in our chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, charged up and ready the way their government loves them, prepared to suck the lifeblood out of them. And uh, to all producers out on the patios uh, listening to the streams in real time. So you're in Virginia. Yes, uh, currently parked in the Four Winds 5000 Hot Pockets Mobile uh, for the Hot Pockets 2008 tour. Uh, we're in uh, Baroness Maggie Vincent's driveway, which... Uh, wow, you've gotten far. Yeah, we've <laughs> driven nowhere. <laughs> so, Have this you taken the thing around for a spin? No, no, we've slept in it for two nights. And uh, let me just give you the lay of the land here. This is... Uh, uh, so this is actually about, I'd say, seven or eight feet shorter than the uh, than the rig that we rented for the test drive. Okay. Uh, however, interesting. So, so that kind of makes it, it's funny. It, we have, it gets one mile to the gallon yeah, better well, mileage. Yeah. The bed, though, I have to say, is actually like a foot longer, which is great because that was the biggest problem in the uh, in the in the one we rented. So the bed is fantastic. We've slept great. Um, kind of interesting though, because you've got when you look at Baroness Maggie Vincent and uh, the lovely Miss Mickey, um, so they both kind of like coordinated all this stuff, right? You know, they so everybody uh, fits into the bed. That's what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that we're all in the bed. Uh, no, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, Maggie had everything all tricked out, and uh, you know, had all, everything you could possibly think of that we would need on the trip. But of course, uh, Miss Mickey, uh, you know, I, I spent like a whole day weighing suitcases to make sure we wouldn't go over the 50 pound per suitcase limit as per whatever bullcrap rules there are. So it's like physics, you know, you show up with three suitcases. It's like it, it, this box is only so big. And right. it, was, it was funny. Well, you can get you can uh, get some uh, straps and put stuff on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could. So, then you look like a real hick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what would be funnier? What? Never leave the driveway. Yeah, just stay here and pretend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be leaving tomorrow. Uh, but it's been great, man. It's been... Uh, so we arrived at, uh, at Dulles Airport, and there we had uh, Harry Pilgrim and his lovely wife, Jen, to pick us up. Uh, now, Harry is the, is the guy from the Pentagon, <laughs> and they broke his ankle. Just to make yeah. sure that he wouldn't take off <laughs> and he with us. Leave with you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, they broke his ankle. He's on crutches, and they had a. They had a. Here's the funny thing. So they had a sign, uh, a beautiful sign. You know, uh, no agenda welcomes Adam and Mickey. Hot Pockets 2008. And people are walking by this sign, just going like, yeah, whatever. You know, 2008 doesn't matter. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> people are oblivious. <laughs> no one, everything. no one cared. Um, so we got here, uh, wow, let me tell you something, and I'm lear- I'm going to learn a lot on this trip. Traffic in this area is like, it's worse than Los Angeles. 
Oh. It's unbelievable. I th- Hulk, a lot of parts of the country are that way now. Around Atlanta, it's like that. Chicago is a nightmare. Well, this is really, this was bad. This was a Saturday, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, it was Friday, but it was like 8 o'clock, and we were in standstill traffic, and we're not like in D.C. Hey, you know, this is because you should be on a bicycle, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we need some more bike these paths, are all, These baby. are all the bicycle nuts out yeah. there, the ones you almost run into half the time when you're driving around these areas that have bike lanes. Yeah, bastards. And they cut in front of you, they don't pay attention to the stop signs. This happened to me the other day, some guy... You know, he's zooming around. He comes flying across on a crosswalk. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to stop for him. I mean, and they're the ones who make, uh, you know, pressure these these legislative types not to build roads. So you have this mess everywhere and a waste of gasoline. And it's, it's unbelievable. So we had our, so, yeah, no, you're right. There's, there's no bikes here, though. That may be happening in the D.C. metro area. I don't know. But I know, but they're bicycle influence. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, but it's it's a mess. So then we have. Uh, so we we arrive here at uh, the Baroness's homestead, which is fan- is beautiful, by the way. The Baroness and Mister Smith, and uh, so you know, there's the there's the, the the rig is in the driveway. They actually created an entire uh, station to hook up to with the thirty amps and everything, with the plug and the and the and the water. <laughs> it's, it's 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 just. Have you have you seen this documentary Catfish? Have you heard about this? No, Catfish the documentary. Yeah, so my daughter turned me on to this. Catfish is about uh, it's a it it wasn't intended as a documentary, but it's a New York photographer. He shares an office with a couple of filmmakers, and that's why they turn it into a documentary. This guy makes pictures. He, they get published, and then he starts getting these beautiful paintings sent to him from a seven year old Abbey somewhere like in the in Illinois somewhere, and he has this whole ongoing conversation with her mom and then abby's older sister who he's starting to fall in love with and then you know all of a sudden he starts seeing some weird things it turns out that this this kid's mom was actually making the paintings and she created you know 25 fake facebook profiles and and this entire world right and just to lure this guy in or really just to to have a life essentially and I have to say, uh, you know, like a week or so before we left, I was like, you know, what if we show up and it's like, the thing's got like no time, the thing doesn't exist, right? It's just a Photoshop. Yeah, that's what I was thinking all along, to be honest about it. It's just I was Photoshop. actually hoping for that. Oh, shut up, you. <laughs> so, uh, no, but what turns out is it's it's a million times better. We couldn't have hoped for this. The RV is awesome. Um, Maggie's awesome. She had... A whole dinner for us with cheese fondue and skewers and then chocolate fondue. And she was making martinis and Cosmos. I was so hammered, like, after one drink. And we were smoking cigars out in the back. It was it's just beautiful. And then um, yesterday we had the first official Hot Pockets 2008 tour meetup for the Virginia area for the, the state of lovers. Dude, John, it's like... I'm almost regretting not strapping you to the roof and taking you along on this trip because you would love this. People drove over 200 miles to come to this meetup. It was really amazing. And uh, we uh, so it was at a, um, a seafood place where we had, I think it was blue crab. Does that make sense? Blue crab? Was it soft-shelled? No, 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 hard. We got mallets and everything. We're like whacking yeah, there away. A blue, there is a thing called the blue crab in the area. Yeah, so we were whacking away at the crabs, and uh, then we went to, I forget all the names, so we went to some uh, some bar that serves 300 micro-brews, and so it's like, you know, 25, 30 of us, and I have really good news. 
Here's the good news. 70% of the producers who were there yesterday um, have some form of security clearance, <laughs> are sysadmins, work within the bowels of government or government contractors, and could take over portions of the world with one hit of a button. <laughs> we are on the inside, John, I'm telling you. Every conversation. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of the meetup, <laughs> and I'm seeing at least five guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who are probably uh, running some operation or other and could shut it down in the drop of a hat. These guys have like... They're a, only getting paid so they don't screw these guys over. Right, no, these guys have like 75-year NDAs. <laughs> How long do they think that people will live in the future, is my question. We're all going to be robots, and we're going to live to 120? So, uh, no, it's, it, this is good news. Everyone, every single person is like, yeah, no, I, I do something, you know, like, over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, could you mess things up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. We also found that we, uh, uh, JC and I were looking at the one picture, and we found the uh, one, maybe two CIA guys. Oh, yeah, the, 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 anyone with a baseball cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's okay, though. It's okay, because they were all kind of playing along, even the feds. Actually, there was one sysadmin who used to work at the Federal Reserve, and he left after starting listening, starting to listen to our show. He's like, <laughs> I can't work here anymore. This is evil. This is no good. And he left. <laughs> so, so it's good news, because, you know, look, everyone here is just, you know, trying to live the American dream, right? And get by, and just barely paying the rent. So they're doing what they have to do, but they're they are are on they're on our side, my friend. If we need them, if there ever was like some spark of revolution, uh, our people could make a real difference. They could really yeah. mess stuff up. We it's awesome. Our, yeah, we the, the difference would be we could get the ne- the mesh up and keep doing the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Anyway. So uh, yeah, so it's 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 been uh, phenomenal. It's very weird, of course, to be doing the show this late. It's uh, in the PM here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So right. I got it. And, and I, I noticed that when I was in New York. It's, yeah. It's, and, and it's messed up. You know, it's like, because of course, I'm on a weird time schedule. I and mean, we're sleeping in the RV. So you wake up with the birds, which is, uh, you know, like 536 o'clock. And of course, uh, I'm on like 233 a.m. time. I'm like, huh, what? Really? Shut up, birds. Screw. And cicadas, John. Oh, oh, that's right. The cicadas are out. How is that? Oh, it's it's a symphony. It's so a beautiful. symphony of grinding teeth of bugs. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful symphony. Yeah, no, it's nice. So, uh, of course, I'm in the RV now. We've got the mobile rig. If you haven't seen it on the tweeters, it's uh, Adam dot on the dot com. You see a picture of the of the mobile rig, which uh, seems to be functioning okay. Knock on wood. I'm tapped into the Baroness's Wi-Fi. She also, by the way, being a sysadmin, she's got like a. Uh, a mobile 3G router all hooked up for me, and it's just it's 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 amazing. And oh, that'd I, be handy if and, you need it. And everybody is missing you, my friend, including Good. us. Yeah, and we, well, they should. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow we uh, uh, strike camp, and we'll be driving uh, to uh, through North Carolina, uh, to yeah. North Carolina. So we'll be uh-huh. driving, and I think we're taking the Skyline Drive uh, down uh, through Virginia. Which is the Shenandoah Valley, exactly. And uh, uh, look out for be on the lookout for chiggers. That's my advice for what? Chiggers. Chiggers. Yeah, it's a small burrowing bug that bites you and then eats into your skin and then creates a nest just underneath the epidermis. Well, uh, that's a happy thought. 
They're all over the South. So can I say that now? What? Chiga? You got to be kidding me, Chiga. So, no, you can't. No, I can't. Okay. So I got, uh, before we get going with the basic uh, uh, material, I do have a, uh, a breaking news. Oh. Uh, wow. Wait, wait, hold on, from- hold on a second. Hold on a second. And now we go over to John T. Dvorak. He's got some breaking news for us. Uh, he's in uh, San Francisco. John? This comes from uh, you Varen. Say, no, no, you have to say thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. This comes from Varen von Pelsmachers. This sends this quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, just read the headline. Verizon tells customer to get a lawyer and a subpoena to get an itemized bill. You know, I saw the, I saw the headline come through. Did you read the story? I didn't have time. What, what's going on with this? It's just, like, just basically, you know, if you ever get a cell phone bill, it's never really, you know, it's just basically, here's how much you owe us. Right. You know, they never do much. And so the guy uh, wanted an itemized bill. <laughs> I guess customer service said, yeah. Yeah, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer, get a subpoena, and they left out the best part. Get in line. Oh, my God. Wow. This is, by the way, the company that's better than AT&T. Oh, yeah. Let's see how all those shills uh, in San Francisco, all those techno experts, how they start talking now. And they're always bitching like, hey, I don't want an iPhone because I'm going to wait until Verizon has it. Well, and then, of course, Verizon went right ahead and capped everybody. And now this. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I got quite a lot of stuff. Um, although we have to, you know, and by the way, Miss Mickey has been fantastic. She's, uh, she's really doing all the production. She's doing the, uh, you know, coordination. I, you know, I'm just like, uh, what? It's time for me to drive? Okay, just tell me wh- where to go, you know, whatever. Because uh, you know, you realize when you're doing this how much, I, you know, it's not really work; it's just what we do. But how much I'm doing all day long in collecting stories and preparing for the show? Because now that you know, I haven't had, I've been you know, kind of traveling. We did the meetup and everything. It's like, whoa, you know, I, I just haven't had the time to do everything. There's so much information coming in. So I got some stuff. But uh, and none of it, by the way, will make you happy. Except well, for the, I, yeah. I have a few items, but go on. You might as well start. Well, I was off. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say the 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 big kind of in a way it's a distraction because we got to be very careful because the press is now all over this is the Murdoch stuff. So yeah. so of course um, the uh, the ginger Rebecca Brooks, and as we know, uh, uh, redheads have no soul. Uh, as as Baroness Maggie Vincent pointed out to me, <laughs> who is a redhead, she says, screw Dvorak, I've got a soul. <laughs> I, it wasn't my, no, I'm not I know, the one who I said know, that. I know, I know. It's those British yeah. bastards. <laughs> um, so she resigned. And, and, and it was Maggie? Really, no, not Maggie. No, <laughs> Rebecca Brooks, the CEO. Yeah, I know of, she resigned. Right. But here's what's interesting. So there was a couple stories about the tweeters um, you know, because uh, uh, she resigned. I don't know if it was a uh, it was well timed or what it was, uh, but trending on Twitter after her resignation, um, uh, was like the Harry Potter movie, which shows you one of two things: either a, which is most likely, uh, people are so anesthetized and so dumbed down that even when this relatively large media event takes place. You're like, eh, it's all right. Harry Potter's opening. I don't care about what's going on. I don't care if the news media is corrupt and stealing stuff and hacking phones. Harry Potter's. It's the final Harry Potter, man. 
But then it's um, another terrifying thought that this uh, trending thing on Twitter, I never use it. I don't know. Oh, if you I, I I know exactly what you're going to say, and I'm in total. I, I'm very suspicious. Yeah, that you know how how could how could this news of Rebecca Brooks not be trending? Isn't uh, it possible, or at least conceivable, that uh, Twitter is uh, changing their trending topics? By the way, if those guys want to make any money ever, that's how you do it. And I and I, and and could it be any better that it's a movie? Yeah. You, no. The other thing. I mean, we see this in newspapers. In fact. Uh, uh, Eric DeShill tests this occasionally because he's got some some software to do this, and he believes that most newspapers that do these little local polls, yeah, they twist them to you know they say, do you think that the president is right in his opinion? And if the if the if the paper is a Repub- the Democrat paper and the area is Republican, everyone will say no, but the paper will say that they all said yes. Oh yeah, now, of course. I mean that's what you do. So this but, trending thing is uh, is very suspicious, particularly if news media are actually taking that as like uh, a census poll. Like, let's take the temperature of the people. And well, news media is going to get what they deserve if they keep this sort of uh, uh, laziness up. And I believe, by the way, that and we can talk about this as we discuss this uh, Murdoch thing a little more. I believe this entire thing is an orchestrated hit to well, get Murdoch out of Great Britain. And yep. to shut down news any court. sort of yeah. uh, contrarian uh, news reporting there. So the BBC, who of course are completely complicit in this, they do a report on Murdoch. And the way they do it is they go to to the number two shareholder of uh, News Corp, which is an uh, an Arab guy. Yeah, Lala, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Ali, Alibaba. And I'm I'm going to skip all of the the preamble because they go to Khan and they show the boats and they show you know all this luxury and yeah just to <laughs> yeah make it look uh, right <laughs> yeah. set it up so I actually trimmed this down as much as I could so the guy's on his boat by the way he looks like a total arms dealer he's got the wraparound sunglasses you know he's sitting there by the railing you know he's, and he's got his rosary beads or whatever they're not rosary beads but he's got one of those. Uh, those beads, yeah, beads. Yeah, you get a and anal beads. Yeah, he's he's rubbing the anal beads, and <laughs> and the BBC guy is is like, wow, could you hit any more? Cheers, thank you very much Hi. for having us on board. Yeah, so he's coming on board now, and there's like eight million people staff. It's like, oh, I met the prince on an upper deck of his yacht, and not just any deck, not the Lido deck, the upper deck. Today for having they, us they on your boat. Come sit down over here. We hope that uh, this, uh, as this, this thing unfolds, uh, the truth will come out because it's very important for me and this my company. Who are uh, what? I'm just saying this guy, for one thing, he's being used. I mean, this is his investment and he's being used and he's too dumb to know it. Well, there's two things he said. That's the only two pieces of the clip I have. Uh, the first one will tell you uh, how they operate and the second one will tell you how he operates. Investors in News Corp since 20 years to, to, to get this in order uh, because ethics to me are uh, uh, is, is very important. I mean, there's some terribly unethical things have taken place at News Corporation. I mean, awful things like hacking into the telephone of a, awful, a murdered awful. teenager, awful. hacking into the telephone of relatives of British soldiers who've died in action. I mean, these are awful yeah, things. Awful. I'd just like to correct awful. you. The, the problems happened at the News of the World uh, newspaper and not at News Corp level. And I'd like to differentiate between News Corp, uh, conglomerate, and the news of the world that was shut down. 
And uh, unfortunately, that uh, these tactics that were used by those tabloid newspapers in the UK uh, were done uh, not only by News of the World, but by other uh, newspapers and tabloid newspapers also. But James Murdoch's in an uncomfortable position, isn't he? Because either he knew what was going on and didn't tell the British authorities, in which case he's liable perhaps to a criminal prosecution, or he didn't know, in which case, as a manager, he wasn't in control of his own organisation. Okay, so the BBC, BBC guy is setting him up to basically say, you're screwed no matter what. And of course, the only reason this guy is doing it, because what, what has he seen? 10% of his investment go down in the past two weeks, John? 10? More? <coughs> maybe, I don't know. No, I think it's maybe, maybe 10, 12%. Yeah, it was some money. Yeah. Way, they don't come out looking good. Uh, I think we have to wait uh, for the commission uh, that has been appointed by the Prime Minister and look at the results. Why should we anticipate and predict and uh, preempt what they're going to come up with? Uh, the facts are going to come out very imminently and soon, hopefully. Okay, so what he's saying is fix is in, don't worry about it, it'll be six months and it'll all be taken care of. But what do you think as a major shareholder? I and mean, you're the second biggest shareholder after Rupert Murdoch yes. himself. Now, this is beautiful. I mean, you know, what, do you, what have you been saying to Rupert Murdoch about what's been happening? Now, how do you think he talks to Rupert Murdoch? I mean, you know, this is the, the he has, he holds like 10% uh, Murdoch On the holds. short wave? By cable. <laughs> no, how, how do you, what do you think he, how do you think he talks to him? This is, is this really brought it home for me. Calls him, calls him Roop? No, 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 man, worse. Rupert Mur Murdoch is a peon in the game. Check it. Uh, what I say to Mr. Rupert Murdoch and James Murdoch, who are my friends, who are my allies in, uh, in Newscope and in my company in Saudi Arabia, Rotana, I said to them that uh, you have to cooperate fully, and they, they are going to fully cooperate with the commission that has been appointed by, by the Prime Minister to dig deep and get the truth out, and nothing but the truth. And they know exactly my high ethics uh, when it comes to business, and uh, I frankly speaking, from my dealings with them, I've witnessed nothing but high ethics uh, in, the, in the past 20 years. Here it comes. B Sky B was a key part of the strategy for growth of News Corp, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was a key strategy, but at the end of the day, you have to understand that News Corp is a profitable company even without uh, the remaining 61% of B Sky B. Uh, the B Sky B is, uh, is being shelved right now, but it's not dead uh, forever. So you think News Corp might come back and make a, well, uh, make a bid again? For look, B -Sky I don't B. talk on behalf of management. Ah. The management is Mr. Robert Murdoch and James Murdoch. They are management. They are just management. This is how the richest people in the world speak. You know, like VCs talk about that. It's just management. I, I don't. I don't deal with management. But then today, this this bid has been withdrawn, and based on the law in, in the UK, the uh, the minimum period is to come back is six months, and we always have to see what happens after six months. There you go. Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. I so, don't know. So it's. Uh, I've got hello, darling. I don't back know what again. to make of it. <laughs> well, I think I think the uh, your what you're saying, you know, what we both think is right, is they just want to get rid of him. They're sick and tired of him. He, you know, he jumped his own shark and just got too much, uh, too big for his britches. And uh, it, well, it's much and better to have. Yeah. Well, they're all, they're also following the strategy to don't let a good uh, crisis go, go to waste. waste. Right. And so they're piling on. The clips that I have today are basically the piling on part. Okay. And it's not piling on Murdoch. It's piling on the media in general and trying to regulate it. Oh, yeah. Now, this is the big uh, commission that they want to start up in the, in the U.K. And uh, all the press are going like, uh, okay, we're going to have rules. We're going to have regulations. Uh, what, what's going on? What, which clips do you have, John? I'm very curious about this. Well, I've got a bunch of different clips to show the way. The, in fact, the, this is from Parliament. With so I've got about three or four douchebag clips. Nice. 
but let's start with the, the it starts off soft and um, let me see which one's the soft one Cameron, uh, Cameron uh, begins softly yeah there you go uh, under oath can be called under oath on the issue of media uh, regulation I prefer to call what I think we need to aim for um, independent regulation uh, rather than uh, self-regulation. I think self-regulation has got quite a bad name now because it no, it doesn't. <laughs> self-radicalization has a bad what name. What is he talking about? <laughs> self-regulation has a bad name. I'm regulating myself. Hold on. Play mm. many things. Now, I don't want to move to a world of full statutory regulation. I worked in an industry that was statutory regulated television. It works, but I don't think it's right for the press. But we'll have to be guided by what uh, this inquiry finds. But I think, as parties looking at this, I hope we don't get into a sort of bidding war uh, of, uh, uh, as I think he understands what I mean. So let's shoot for independent regulation if we can. Um, on the issue of privacy, yes, of course, this. Um, this inquiry will look at it, but there's also the very good work that I know is going to be. You know what's crazy, and you probably didn't hear about this. Did you know that uh, there were huge cutbacks at the BBC, at the BBC World? And yeah, I did the, hear about that. Yeah, and so they went on strike. It was this, a big scandal. Yeah, oh, yeah but this, moaning about it. This is how they regulate. This is how the government can regulate the the, the BBC. It's like, oh, really? Well, how about if I take away your money, bitch? So anyway, it goes on and on and on, and he finally cuts it off at some point. But in the meantime, we have a bunch of other the real douchebags come up on regulations, and they just insist on it. And let's play the Jack Straw, our friend Jack Straw, uh, the one of the who looks he's just a creepy looking character. What what is his title again? What is he? Well, now he's just a member of Parliament, but he used to be a part of the uh, I think it was Blair the the Tony Blair yeah, administration. Yeah, wasn't he uh, foreign uh, foreign affairs? Yeah, it was a foreign affairs guy. I happened to unfortunately stumble into his neighborhood uh, with a friend of mine. We're floating around the um, countryside. <laughs> the, Thames? the Thames. Were you floating We're on an inner tube? the countryside <laughs> in England, and he says, "Oh, this is great thatch." You know, we were both photographers, and said, "This is great town filled with thatched roofs. It's the number one tourist attraction. It's the best houses. You know, all these thatched roofs joints." Yeah. We pull in. Get out of the cars to take some pictures of these gorgeous houses, surrounded by the by the by the army. Really? What are you doing here? Why are you here? And they they detained us for over an hour, and then we found out later it was Wait, they, Jack deta- they detained you. Yeah. <laughs> They're making phone calls. They had us waiting, you know, for they were talking. They were looking under the car. <laughs> it was unbelievable, and it would turned out this was Jack Straw's little township. And the prick turned his own township, which used to be a tourist attraction, into some sort of a, a armed camp nice. that we knew nothing about. It was—I right. I felt that this guy had to be a douchebag to do that. So here he is. Here he is talking about regulating the uh, media. Mr. Jack Straw, thank you, Mr. Speaker. On the issue of the future regulation of the press, may I urge the Prime Minister not to f- to fall into the trap which I think some in the press are setting, to assert that any degree of statutory regulation is bound to lead to an end of self-regulation. Given that the Express newspapers have actually withdrawn from the Press Complaints Commission, as they did in January, will he acknowledge that there may be some measures which will have to be imposed by statute in order that there is a stronger system of self-regulation? Yes, yes. I I think the right honourable gentleman speaks some very wise words about this. Uh, There are ways 
of setting up a regulatory system that is effectively independent, non-statutory, not involved, not with the government's fingertips all over it, as it were, but that can do a, a good job and a trusted job. And yeah, I think you see that in some of the advertising. That's yeah, good right. enough. Yeah. Oh, right. He mentions the advertising. In other words, he wants Adver- the newspapers yeah. to, to be regulated like the advertising industry. Yeah, which is regulation. Yeah, big time. Total so regulation. Just, <laughs> just play one more little clip here on yeah. Cameron on Media Experts because I thought you'd get a kick out of this one. Okay. Now, I think the Honourable Lady makes a very good point. There's no doubt, having worked in a regulated industry in television where you could be fined if you got something wrong and the company I worked for was fined a lot of money once, it has a huge effect <laughs> on the business. But it's not for us to say what the rules should be. It is for this in- inquiry, and it should be properly advised by experts who understand how the media works. Mr. Peter Bone. Yes. That's right. John, you and I should be on this commission. We should, because we understand how the media works. Yes, yes, we understand. And, and, and here's the rules, as per John C. Dvorak, the Honourable Mr. Dvorak, and the Honourable Mr. Curry. There should be no ugly chicks presenting the news. That would be Actually, my rule. that would be a pretty good rule. Yeah, that would be my rule. Like, you know, so, uh, the, the, but the point is, this is obviously headed in some direction called regulating the media, so you don't, so the government can control uh, the, the information flow, and they got to get now they, they're going to get rid of Murdoch, and they're going to probably take over the. I mean, I realize now that the London Times is really the target here, and I'm wondering why. There's, if you start looking into it, you find some really sketchy stuff they may have been working on, including an undercover a, a story about how it's possible that the Crown was behind the assassination of Benazir Bhutto, oh. which happened nine months after uh, Gordon Brown got in, and right. uh, a few, uh, uh, and after that, that creep uh, uh, who you played the clip from last week. Do I, have, I don't know if I have a clip from him. Which I should. creep? A, po- a political creep? Yeah, the head of labor. Uh, oh, uh, Middleband. Yeah, that guy. He hey. apparently... Uh, Budo called him directly and said, hey, they're trying to kill me. <laughs> don't shoot. <laughs> he, and he said, oh, well, I, you know, I don't uh, I think we need to help uh, you there. Yeah, and yeah, next yeah, thing you know, she's assassinated. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so, I mean, there's something fishy going on. And I believe, because if you look at the uh, Times of London, they were pretty aggressive at going after some of this stuff that the other papers weren't doing. And I also think there may have been an interagency war going on because – you know, we already know that the CIA populates American newspapers with uh, with people that work for them, and they plant stories when necessary. Why wouldn't they have agents within the the British uh, media? And yeah. if that's the case, would uh, would they need to be rousted? It, it's interesting you say that because I had a couple discussions yesterday, and uh, you know about uh, politics and show business and the celebrity ambassadors, etc. And uh, and everyone here knows how it works. You know, look, it's real simple. All these guys have handlers, and you and I talk about it all the time, John. They all have handlers, and uh, and they just give them the story. And it, and particularly if they're reporters, it's like, oh, that's a great story. Thanks. Let me just go write that. It, it's complete. You know, there's. I don't think there's. I, there's no shills. You know, it's just uh, you got a handler, the guy who calls you, and a tipster. I'm uh, I'm deep throat, man. And I think if they actually went, got to the bottom of it, which they won't, uh, it, it's quite likely that the so-called phone hacking that took place wasn't even done by any of the reporters. It could be you know, people out in the right. field that just they needed to leak certain kinds of information. 
And I, I mean, I, the thing that that last we people should listen to the last show, the Gordon Brown clip that we had on there. Right. He accused the London Times of revealing all kinds of very secret information that had nothing to do with phone hacking. Where did they get his medical records? Where right. did they find all right. this stuff out? And he blamed the London Times, which is part of the Murdoch uh, Empire operation. And he comes on in a very formal setting and he and he rants about this. And I'm thinking, well, this is like sounds like MI5 trying to get rid of the CIA or something along those lines. I don't know. And of course, the uh, the CEO of Dow Jones, who uh, published the Wall Street Journal, he resigned. Uh, so the rats are leaving the ship, and uh, it's over. Uh, I and they agree. got rid of the Cameron uh, assistant. Yeah, and uh, uh, and actually, Rebecca Brooks was arrested this morning. Well, she turned oh, herself she? she turned herself in, but she's under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but if, the problem is this is a huge distraction. There's lots of stuff, you know, Libya, hello, you know, oh, there's so many things going on. Uh actually I want to talk about Libya, but why don't we uh thank some of our producers before we get into it, John? Yeah, good idea. We do have a number of producers that helped us with today's shows, including a couple of big producers. Uh, Michael Zelina, Sir Michael Zelina, who's uh, just re-upped his knighthood. He wanted to join the $1,111.11 club to commemorate 11-11-11, which is coming on, guess what day? Uh, is it a Sunday? It's 11-11-11. Well, duh. Mm-hmm. I could set him up. It doesn't help. <laughs> We just re-upped my knighthood. Uh, thanks to you and your significant others for sticking to the model through thick and thin. I went back and, and listened to some earlier shows this week using the No Agenda app from my iPhone. It was interesting to hear show evolve into what has become. It's a beautiful thing. I need to check the hot dog. Oh, sorry, 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 misfire. I it's a. I need to check the hot pockets 2008 tour to see if it's going through Cleveland. Adam, I bet you could make a splash at that fancy pants rock and roll hall of fame we have gracing our shores. I'd be more than happy to. I, I'll make sure that Miss Mickey has uh, uh, Cleveland on Cleveland. the map. Cleveland, Cleveland, everybody. It's funny, you know. It's like uh, I don't. I think yeah, you have to understand that I am persona non grata in the uh, in the official circles. So uh, MTV has its thirtieth anniversary on August first. Yeah, guess who's not going to be in it. <laughs> Seriously, me? Gonna, I'm not going to be in it. You're right. right. Yeah, John, you're you're excluded. Not and, the, and they're you know they're going to be talk about headbangers ball and that douchebag Ricky Rackman will be on like he owns the show. Uh, I shouldn't get too far. I mean, you know, it's what happens when you sue a big corporation and win. <laughs> I wouldn't invite you either. It's bad, but it's like they're erasing what me. Do you I'm, expect? I'm rubbed out. I'm rubbed out from history. They just erased me. So yeah, uh, well. the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum, yeah, I, you know what? Here's what'll happen. I'll show they up. They can't go- get you out of the Swamp Thing movie. That's where. That's you're, true. You're- now I'm there forever. That uh, I'll show up and they go, "Hey, Adam Curry, great!" That'll be a thirty nine dollars entrance fee. Oh no, no, there'll be two big goons hauling your ass, throwing <laughs> your your butt out the door. Get out of here, kid. Uh, hey, yeah. you're not invited. You know what that means? Yeah, I'm not invited. Thirty nine dollars at the door. You should just show up. You should. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. Chris Jacob, Sir Chris Jacob, as a matter of fact, out of San Francisco, um, is one thousand dollars. Now, this now this is a uh, a special donation. Yeah, you, uh, you, I think you have the note there. Yes, I do. Uh, now, uh, Sir Chris Jacob, who uh, is a longtime friend of the show, I've known Chris a long time myself. Uh, in the morning, guys, I'm donating this knighthood to a longtime listener and monthly plan donor to the new No Agenda show, Craig William Ducar. I think that's how you D U C A R. Uh, who will now be Sir Craig, died tragically in a motorcycle accident on the 13th of July this year. 
Craig was a huge supporter of the show and gathered people around him to get involved in it as well. He was a friend of mine for 25 years, an example of kindness and generosity to all. Um, please take a moment to recognize him on the show. So uh, we will do that with a posthumous uh, knighthood, of course. Uh, and uh, Chris, thank you so much for thinking of him. And uh, what a beautiful way to uh, to commemorate uh, his attention and support to the show as well. Yes, and it's a shame that we are losing our listeners. Yeah, no shit. Yes, it's like, uh, this is not how we want to go down, is because our listeners diminish this way. This is sucks. Yeah. David Hewitt of Exeter, California, $666.66, which turns him into a night as a second installment. I first heard your show when Aussie Maynard interviewed Adam, replayed on the Skeptic Zone podcast. Keep up the good work that people must keep informed. Please put in a plug against weasels. I've been dealing with them for years, and now I'm tired of it. There should be severe punishment for weaselly behavior. Oh, okay. (laughs) People weasels. All right. Maybe you should have a de-weaseling to complement the (laughs) de-douching. I actually had weasels in my chicken coop when I lived in Belgium. And weasels oh, weasels suck. are the worst. Yeah, they go and they go and they sneak into a chicken coop because they can get through any crack, and then they eat all the chickens. Yeah, yeah, it's not a pretty sight when you're like you with your six year old daughter. Hey, let's go get some eggs. It's usually like a beak. <laughs> it's like a just, it's just yeah, really. It's like pieces of chicken everywhere, and not like McNuggets. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, David, uh, I'm sorry, the Christian uh, Winter Mac Tank, as he's known, Venice, California, 44444. Gas money, bring it home, baby. LA awaits. Hey, can we have a party in your house while you're gone? No. Oh. No. I, 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 was, I was thinking of that even too. Even Christina doesn't have the key. She's like, hey, Daddy, can I have the key? No. Oh, can you imagine? Like, hey, Daddy, can I have the key to the car? No. <laughs> no. No. Zoo. No. <laughs> Not going to happen. Zoo in Mossman, New Southwest Australia. New South in the Wales. Morning. New South Wales. South Wales. What am I thinking? New South Wales. NSW. In the morning, John and Adam Ying from Gitmo Nation Science. Oh, hold on. I was second. hugely embarrassed to be called by my friend Lawrence. Your, Lawrence Yin from Gitmo Nation Chili Crab during the last episode. I'm ashamed to have been a longtime douchebag. Please don't de-douche me as I work better under pressure just like all good slaves. Despite having the jingle Dvorak.org slash NA engraved in my brain for years, I have been too lazy to type the URL into my browser. <laughs> oh, it's so much work. But I finally went to the site at this afternoon. I was so impressed that it looks exactly the same whether no script is turned on or off. That's because there's no script. Yeah, none. Uh, that I have to give you guys some extra ni- uh, extra rice. I'd like to contribute three thirty three thirty three for the next episode. Three thirty three dollars and thirty three cents for podcast license. And the rest of Adam's gas fund total four hundred dollars. Can you please play in the morning in Chinese? Yes, of course. And give some karma back to Lawrence for being such an awesome corporate slave shill. <laughs> no problem. Here, slave. You've got karma. <laughs> and he's going to race Lawrence to knighthood, he says. Where the so loser will be enslaved and have to drink high fructose corn syrup. Nice. Yes. Well, yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea. Taylor Stewart, Sir Taylor, as a matter of fact, from Calabasas, California, 222. Yeah, home of the Kardashians. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 2.22.22 in the morning, John and Adam love my night ring, and I wear it every day. My wife and I feel exactly like Adam and Mickey. We're going to get the heck out of California, too. Ironically, we are house hunting in Flagstaff, Arizona this Monday, while you two are house hunting in Vegas. 
or donation of a lucky one eleven eleven from each of us, and we'd like a double shot of karma to help us in our dream, find our dream pop property, get off the grid. And how about a shot of karma to you and Mickey to find the perfect home too? Good luck with your escape from behind the iron curtain. All right, let me give uh, a little double dose of karma there for you. Here's dose number one. You've got karma. All right, and uh, Miss Mickey and I will gladly take uh, the second shot uh, as well. Here we go. One more karma. You've for got you. karma. Uh, we do have a new category of uh, support, John. Uh, during the meetup, uh, lots of people uh, came up with envelopes uh, with beautiful cards and really nice notes, and I want to mention all of them in, uh, in the donation segment later on. Uh, they will be our official Hot Pockets producers. Uh, but two of them came in with uh, uh, excessive funds, which are great. I think it's probably going to cost us about $250 a day in gas alone. Uh, on the road, considering the if gas. If you stay miles. on the road, it will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only we got ten miles of the gallon. You can do. Uh, yeah, it's like nine. It's like that's nine. ten miles. It's going to cost you five bucks to four bucks to go ten miles, and you're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go. Adds up. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, we're going to go like four or five hundred miles a day. So uh, yeah, it does add up. Anyway, um, uh, so people are giving us gas cards, which is really nice. That's highly appreciated, and we got. Uh, uh, $200 from uh, Harry Pilgrim and his uh, wife, Jen, which is highly appreciated. And uh, Matt, uh, Matt Jones, and I have a note from him later on in the uh, in the new Hot Pockets producer segment, 222.22. He has a very funny note, by the way, so we'll get to that later on. Uh, but you will be associate, <coughs> excuse me, associate executive producers uh, for this episode of uh, No Agenda, episode 322. You can find all of the credits and the show notes uh, at... 322.nashownotes.com, and uh, the support has just been, uh, it's really been overwhelming. Uh, then again, uh, when I think about uh, the sauna that I'm in right now, I think we deserve all the support. <laughs> I can't keep <laughs> the air it's just going to get hotter. I'm telling you, it's like I am dripping, literally. It's like, uh, I, I thought for a second, am I sitting on a swimming pool? Oh no, that's just my ass. Because uh, I can't have the air conditioner on because it just sounds like like a mess. So I got a very slow fan going here at the feet. So you have uh, you are going on this tour. Yes. Hopefully sir. you're leaving. When are you leaving tonight? Uh, no, uh, tomorrow morning we're going to leave early. Okay, you'll leave real early when it's cool. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, like you know five. Yeah, and the, the big problem- you are in the West Coast, one of the great heat waves of the United States history. So this will be memorable. Well, what's what's kind of a, a well bummer in a way is because you know we're on east coast time right now so the show literally kicks off at noon i mean could it be any hotter at this moment <laughs> could it be any and, warmer right now and bring some of those uh, bags you get these there's these bags you don't see them as much as you used to and i don't know where you're going to get them anymore i think surplus place but there's these canvas bags that you fill with water and it they leak kind of and the bag cool because there's evaporation the, yeah. the water leaks yeah, yeah. And uh, and so it, it keeps the bags cold, and people usually have them hanging off these off these uh, RVs. And then every so often, you have to take the bag of water and literally throw it on the radiator because you're going to be <laughs> overheating in this weather. With uh, the, I don't care what you're driving. Hey, John, thanks. That's uh, encouraging. Anyway, I, so <laughs> yeah. I, I want to give some special karma to uh, our host, Baroness Maggie Vincent, the elusive Mister Smith, uh, as well as uh, Harry and Jen Pilgrim. They've been fantastic. They've really taken care. Of us. So here's a special shot of karma for them. You've got karma. Now, a couple of uh, domain name forwards uh, that uh, we have coming in uh, that are all forwarding to uh, noagendashow.com. MyBigBlackBalls.com. Not quite sure what the uh, reference is, but... Uh, the Magic 8-Ball. Oh, well, there you go. 
Uh, Matthew von Mater uh, says, hey, you know, I've just re-upped. Uh, I guess we weren't tracking all these domains. We have well over 500 now. Uh, let's see. An, an agendalessmorning.com. Uh, foo-nwo.com, as in uh, F-U, W-N-W-O, New World Order, got it. Mediaassassination.com, noagendadatabase.com, noagendaconsole.com, and of course, 420inthemorning.com. Yeah, how could we do without that one? We That's appreciate, a good one. Yeah. Uh, notaxforyou.com, uh, <laughs> which is uh, based upon a potential move out of the state of California. Memefest.com, which I think is great. That's a good one. Yeah, that fits right in. Uh, the product is people.com, another great one. You guys are really all over this stuff. This is good. Crazyslave.com and revealthedeniers.com, which I think will be a perfect. Uh, crazy s- Slaves was available? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All aboard the Crazy Slaves! Uh, reveal the deniers, uh, which I think will be good. So we, uh, when we have find our, a denier, which uh, we, you and I would be the first ones, we'll have adam.revealthedeniers.com. And uh, can put that on your business card. Uh, so you can follow the uh, the trip at hotpockets2008.com. I've uh, committed myself to blogging a little piece every single day. Ms. Mickey has taken tons of pictures. Uh, there's also, I, you know, we had a, uh, well, you know, a, a little family discussion here. And uh, I caved in. Uh, Miss Mickey has a Facebook page for the tour. Uh. <laughs> Hot Pockets Tour 2008. So it's facebook.com slash Hot Pockets Tour 2008. About a Google Plus page. Yeah. So, uh, oh, come on, man. She lives in that world. It's fine. Well, then she should live in Google Plus. No, she, no, she doesn't. She's not in the Googles at all. Ugh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I'm, 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 my hands are now so wet. I'm slipping uh, all over the knobs sliding on the knob so um thank you all so much for the support you need a couple of towels there to towel yeah, off believe me i have a few kind uh, of foggy and overcast here it's beautiful uh 70 degrees and yeah, uh, 100 degrees here in uh, virginia uh, so uh the support is highly appreciated particularly during these summer months it's very difficult to make anything uh work on the internet uh, during the summer because uh, of vacations and all kinds of stuff. So uh, <clears throat> we highly appreciate the people coming in with higher amounts to pick up some of the slack. And, of course, as always, the monthlies are incredibly important. Uh, we lose about 10 a week on just PayPal kicking you off or whatever happens. We've never really figured it out. So please check it if you have a $5 or eleven eleven or a 33 uh, monthly subscription. Those are uh, really a base that we need to grow more, and it's incredibly important. So your support, of course, is always welcome. Dvorak.org slash N-A. <sighs> I'm telling you, I'm really bad today. There we go. Everybody else, you have a message and a mission. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. So uh, I want to get one last clip in before we get go on, which is a, a term I heard in the parliament. Okay. Uh, and I want you to, did you, have you ever heard this or is it a common term? Or should we, is it a term that we should promote? It's the WTF clip. Okay. 
Is this a term that we should be promoting? Let's have a listen. Blackwood. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Um, I welcome the Prime Minister's statement and the terms of the public inquiry which he set out. But can I ask um, if the public inquiry will consider the role that mobile phone companies have played in this scandal and any future consideration of the responsibilities which they might have to their clients and protecting their privacy? I think the Honourable Lady makes a very good point. I mean, as it were, it takes two to blag, someone to ask, someone to give. Blag? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's your blag and blagging. Yeah, that's what this was, is blagging. Yeah, blagging. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I guess, I don't know where it comes from, but that's that's the term they invented for this uh, hacking. They call it blagging. Well, I thought blagging was, because I heard it again in a different context, and it sounds to me as though the definition means to, to portray yourself as someone you're not. I have not looked up the definition, but it that's what It takes two to found. blag. One, the blagger, which is a phony, and the other one that, that responds positively to the phony. So could you be a blaggard? No, you can be a blaggard. You can Maybe. Yeah, you can be a blaggard. No, no, you can be a, blo- a blagger, like a blogger, <laughs> like a blogger. you can't be a, bl- a bloggard. <laughs> hey, are you a blogger? No, I'm a blagger. Oh, okay. Welcome to the show. I never heard it before. They're using it freely. Have you heard the term slog? Mm-hmm. And slogging? Yeah, slogging, which means you're you know, wor- working, you know, kind of dragging your ass through no, a No, 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 that, that's a term here in, um, uh, in the D.C. area. So they have these slog stops along uh, the highway because it's so crazy here, and they have a three-person HOV lane. So you pull off at a slog stop, and then you say, I'm going to the Pentagon, as one does, and then uh, at a minimum of two people jump in, and then you, it's like a carpool, only it's called slogging, and they have websites for it and all kinds of stuff. It's uh, oh, it's really, like, yeah, it's, it's like, like the a, bus sharing that we have here in the Berkeley uh, uh, area. Yeah, without the sandals, though. And well, band- I've never <laughs> seen the sandals on the on these are commuters. But you know what you do in the AC Transit area in the morning commute to San Francisco is you stand at the bus stop, and some guy will drive up, usually in a nice car like a BMW, by himself because he's. And he put two people in the car, and then he jumps on the freeway, and he gets to go through the carpool lane, right. and he gets to the city faster, and everybody right. gets over there free. Hmm. Well, there you go. So I guess it's similar to slogging. Slogging is uh, it's a, uh, a user-generated movement here. Since, yeah. Uh, well, that's, it's, it's, I think it's the same thing. Yeah. We just don't call it something. We don't call it slogging. They call it mooching a ride i don't know i love it how uh, eric the shill will uh, post something in the in the back channel he's like uh, hotpockets2008.com seems to be down yeah you know what i'm gonna go log in right now because i have nothing better to do <laughs> nothing i got nothing <laughs> to, you know I, all you know what the only thing i can think of doing right now is some system administration <laughs> that's what i'm into awesome <laughs> uh so there's a new movie coming out john which was uh, brought to my attention um, you know, it's that time of year again. What should we be focusing our attention on? Aliens? No, 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 no. Not even the close. budget crisis. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I, I, underrepresentation in government. <laughs> no. What? I, well, of course, if it's a movie, it's about how we're all going to die. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to be. Is it going to be a virus this yeah! time? Yes, oh, exactly. It's called Contagion. It oh, is yeah. about the bird flu, literally. No no freaky, like some kind of weird flu. No, this time they're actually just going all about the bird flu. 
and it has huge stars. Uh, Matt Damon, of course, we know he's on the inside. He's in everything. Yeah, well, on everything that matters. Uh, by the way, I fixed, uh, I did some system administration. <laughs> it's working now. Uh, so listen to uh, a bit of the trailer from Contagion. Memefest.com all over it. The average person touches their face three to five times every waking minute. In between, we're touching doorknobs, water fountains, and each other. Matt. No, no, uh, uh, go up to your room, honey. So we have a virus with no treatment protocol and no vaccine at this time. You had a seizure this morning, Beth. Is she before? a history of seizures? No, no, no. Allergies? As of last night, there were 32 cases. Unfortunately, she did die. Right. And he says, well, can I go talk to her? Mr. Amos, your wife is dead. What are you talking about? What happened to her? What happened to her? Is there any way someone could weaponize the bird flu? Is that what we're looking at? You hear that? Weaponize the bird flu? Anyway, I like it. Yeah, and it's Lawrence Fishburne. It's amazing. Doesn't have to Was it uh, Baxter that, inter- that, that did it? Uh, that paid for the movie, you mean? No, Baxter that weaponized the bird flu. No, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, we have to see the movie. Oh, you mean they don't Wait, tell you the trailer? To- Most of these trailers tell you everything. Well, listen to it. Is there any way someone could weaponize the bird flu? Is that what we're looking at? Someone doesn't have to weaponize the bird flu. Oh. The birds are doing that. No, birds! Oh, the birds are get out to get us. It's transmission, so we just need to know which direction. On day one, there were two people, and then four, and then 16. In three months, it's a billion. That's where we're headed. They're calling out the National Guard. They're moving the president underground. People will panic. Get away! It will tip over. The truth is being kept from the world. Cook your samples, destroy everything. Hello. I need you to get me the names of everyone who serviced this room. It's an emergency. You can't panic now. I know. I'm going to get you home. I got people too, Dr. Cheever. We all do. Don't talk to anyone. Don't touch anyone. Stay away from other people. Get back in your car. We're not sick. It's figuring us out faster than we're figuring it out. It's mutating. It's mutating! We're all gonna die, bitches! Die! Take your shot now! And you know what? In the movie, you know what the only remedy is against the, the bird flu, John? A shot. Hot pockets! Nope, you gotta eat your hot pockets. So, okay, 1971, <laughs> same story, Andromeda strain. Uh-huh. N- 1995, exact same story, Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. Which was about monkeys. This is well, about the it, bird flu. And well, this we, was, yeah, but this was about a, an, an agent that got into the air. Yeah, it was a different animal. But yeah. it was the same basic thing because it, it spreads like crazy. Yeah, but it's better when it's bird flu because you don't need to weaponize it. The birds are doing it for us. Yeah, no, I like that. But this, none of these other ones were weaponized. They were just accidents. And yeah. one of them was, yeah. I don't know. No, this is, but this Who is not weaponized. Who watches this crap? It's a big movie. You got, uh, what's her name? Kate Winslet, Lawrence Fishburne, Matt Damon. They should all be ashamed of themselves. Oh, thank you. They shouldn't be doing these movies. Well, you know, they're, uh, they're MK Ultra. What are they going to do? Matt Damon was in a movie I was watching, and my daughter kind of forced me to torture me to watch this <laughs> Wh- thing. Which movie? Which movie? Pon You. I haven't seen that one. 
Oh, well, just play a clip. <laughs> oh, play the on. clip. Pawn you in true love, and you'll get a handle on it. Oh, my goodness. You have clips from a movie trailer. I can't believe it. Here we go. No, it's from the movie. Listen, my darling, why don't we let Pawn you become human for good? We must test the boy. If Sosuke's love is true, Ponyo will be permanently transformed and the balance of nature will be restored. But if his love isn't real, then Ponyo will turn into sea foam. True. That is where we all originated, my darling. The boy is so young, so innocent. What does... Shh. What is it? What is what is it about? Like My Little Pony or it's something? About, this is what is. Let me tell you what it's about. <laughs> this is like some famous director everybody talks about. JC, what's the name of this famous director? Did Ponyu? Grimaldi or what the hell is his name? <laughs> Frank anyway, Frank Karachi. Anyway, this guy. This about a uh, an environmentalist who is some sort of a wizard. He's an environmentalist who wants to kill all human beings off the face of the earth. Which is kind of reflective of what a lot of environmentalists believe is the way it should be. Right. And he's married to some, some goddess that runs the oceans. And the two of them created a goldfish uh, as, a, as a child. And the goldfish turned into a little girl who fell in love with this little boy in the outskirts of Japan someplace. And the whole process. And this is a cartoon. Nice. And Matt Damon is in it. <laughs> of course. The guy is in all... And it's- uh, he goes the guy's on, the, on thirty rock. He's on. He, yeah. does, he apparently is bored. All that yeah. he just does anything. No, he'll do anything that his handlers tell him to do. Uh, speaking of uh, of uh, population control, uh, I think maybe it was the Guardian. Let me see what was that. Yeah, it was the Guardian. They, so you know the Beckhams had a new kid, right? So now they have four. And uh, here's the article from uh, from. I couldn't believe this. Beckhams. By the way, yeah, the, the, I understand those kids are actually born with Botox built yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> Duh. Hold on, hold on. Let me give you a little ding there. Uh, title of the article, Beckham's a bad example for families. David and Victoria oh. Beckham have been overjoyed to welcome their new daughter, Harper 7. What is it, like a drone? What? Harper, <laughs> Harper 7? Harper 7. What should we name the kid, honey? How about Harper 7? Yeah, that's good. I, I like, like it. I like Har- it. Harper 7 of 9 last week. Uh, according to a growing group of campaigners, the birth of their fourth child make the couple a bad role model and environmentally irresponsible. Yes, the Green MP Caroline Lucas says, uh, as the world population world's population is due to hit seven billion at some point in the next few days, there is an increasing call for the U- in the UK to open a public debate about how many children people should have. Yay! That's right. Stop having sex. This is not good. But I think you're well, asking for when you, is, uh, when you uh, call your kid Harper Seven. You're kind of. I asking mean, for you, it. the the, the media has got to get their act together. They're, they're they're talking about the depopulation of Europe because of low birth rates, uh-huh. and the fact that the whole place can be taken over by high birth rate uh, cultures from the Middle East. And that on the one hand, and on the other hand, they, they bitch and moan when somebody actually has more than two kids. Uh, I mean, these people are, are, are disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not okay. Bad example. It's a beautiful family, by the way. But, you know, I don't know. The yeah, heart- if anybody should be breeding, it's people like, you know, yeah. no <laughs> yeah, make more of those, of us, including yeah. myself. But, yeah. I mean, you got a, a superstar athlete and a woman that's, of course, you can't tell if she's pretty or not. She's got so much Botox in her face. But generally speaking, you'd think she's, she's attractive. She can sing, kind of. Please. 
Please, Chiga. So uh, the president, uh, of course, <coughs> one of the presidents, uh, once again showed us that uh, uh, at least one of the two Obamas is a drone. I don't know if you caught this. Uh, uh, right, he did the so he did another. I mean, how many times a guy does a press conference about this American Idol thing he's in? What's it called? Oh yeah, the debt ceiling. Now, new from Fox, it's the debt ceiling. What'll happen? Who's gonna win? Who will turn out to be awesome? So uh, another round. Uh, we're in uh, semifinals now of the debt ceiling, and of course uh, we know that President Obama. Uh, was re- at least one of the Obamas, the campaigning Obama, was rebooted uh, in the Gitmo Nation East in the UK, and he signed his name in the uh, re- in the registrar book there at uh, Westminster Abbey, Obama 2008. So they just kind of rebooted the whole uh, campaigning program. Uh, <laughs> then he uh, forgot uh, how old. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then he forgot how old his daughter was. Now this is from two days ago, and uh, I couldn't believe he did. That. I mean, they they've got to tweak the programming. I think it might. It's a pearl script that has gone awry. People like myself, if uh, you know, I'm going to be turning fifty uh, in a week. Really, in a week? Now his birthday is August fourth. So when he said this, it was like three weeks. Now, how do you get that wrong? Yeah, you may be onto something here. <laughs> well, first of all, it was your entire thesis that there are two Obamas. We did have two uh, swearing-in ceremonies. We haven't forgotten. Right, there were two swearing-in ceremonies, and there's two different-looking guys. One no, was great, no, Morgan. something like, yeah, next week. Does not compute. Does not compute. It's. I mean, you know what? If I mean, I, I, I don't understand. If it's my, I wouldn't say... Yeah, it's my birthday next week. If it's in three weeks, I say, you know, like uh, next month, you could say that. Like a couple weeks. But why? He says, he doesn't say. Or my say, birthday's coming up or whatever. Yeah, but he literally. But actually, three weeks isn't even near your birthday. It seems to me you wouldn't even bring it up. But just listen to the intonation and everything. It, it's like he actually believes it's next week. People like myself, if, uh, you know, I'm going to be turning 50 uh, in a week. In a week? No! It's three weeks. Wow. Maybe uh, maybe he's on different, like, uh, they still had him on 50 cycles uh, for the UK, and then they put him on 60 cycles, so his internal clock is running faster. It's got to be something like that. I don't, I'm, I'm sorry, this doesn't make any sense to me. And by the way, this is the gray-haired Obama. Oh, okay. Not looking good. Not looking good at all. So, I don't know. You tell me. And, well... He did say something really funny. Uh, <laughs> hey, John, let me just ask you. Are you uh, one of the 80% of Americans who are completely sold on on higher taxes? I don't know who is sold on Who wants higher taxes? What 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 idiot wants, oh, I want more, I want to be taxed. Well, here's the guy. Uh, the bottom line is that uh, this is not an issue of salesmanship to the American people. The American people are sold. Sold. The American people are sold. I, sold. I just want to... Rec- uh, who are we sold to? Uh, China? We're sold. Keep this. You you, the whole... Debate would have been different shut up, Chip. Chuck. Support us. Chuck. Chuck. Shut up, Chuck. Chuck. Shut up, Chuck. You have 80% of the American people who support a balanced approach. Oh. 80% of the American people support an approach that includes revenues and includes cuts. Okay. Is, are you and revenues of, means taxes. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's a, no, it's a better word. Revenue. Yeah, let's go make some more revenue. That sounds good. But we're sold. We're sold. 
the American people, this is not salesmanship. Isn't that, isn't that the, this isn't exactly the way a used car dealer talks to you? Hey, man, I'm not trying to sell you anything, okay? I, I, but I got a great options package for you. Well, this I'm surprised he's not pulling the old, uh, would you agree with me that? Yeah, well, it's, he's close to that. Oh. Well, yeah. I have a, a, a well, I don't want to blow up, I don't want to blow up this clip right away, so never mind. Okay, I, well, hold, no, hold on to it then, hold on to it. Um, I'd like to speak to uh, our friends down under. Uh, oh. Gitmo Nation, uh, Oz. Those poor guys. Yeah, you, and I and it, it's important. It's the content of this is really not all that important, but uh, we have we've seen it here. Where what was the last time when uh, the, the president had some woman and she's like, I believed in you, and then you you know now I don't know how to believe you, and she was scripted, right? You and I both sat there watching, like, oh wow, like they got some scripted woman, and they're going to refer to that woman time and time again, and you can always kind of see when these shills get up, so. Uh, uh, Gillard, Julia uh, Gillard, Gillard, whatever her name is, uh, she did a, a, a an open forum, like a little uh, you know town hall meeting, and this hottie gets up, and and just listen to the words she's using, and tell me this is not a scripted question, which by the way. The Prime Minister doesn't answer at all. Eliza, and I work in higher education. Uh, Same as the other woman in America. She was a teacher, remember? She was a teacher, so here's higher education. My question is that I am not sure as an ordinary Australian, whatever that means, um, that I can trust... Whatever that means, because I'm not... ...you anymore. I'm 30 years old. I'm a single female, single income, just bought my first home. My parents were flooded in the recent floods. I wasn't. My parents' neighbours were flooded in the recent floods. Um, And I'm bearing the brunt of your taxes. Um, I have seen you backflip on many things, your determination that you weren't going to overthrow Kevin Rudd, you've backflipped on the carbon tax, um, Back. you you have backflipped, you've even done things that in opposition you would have found abhorrent like... Sex. Abhorrent! Oh yes, that's how everyone talks down there. The only people <laughs> in the world who use the word abhorrent is you and I, John. And this is and this is like, I'm just a regular, regularly ordinary girl, I'm a single female, I'm hot... I, I'm not married, by the way, so please turn your brain off and just think of stopping me. And asylum seekers to Malaysia. My question is fairly simple. How can anyone trust you with this record? Because I, I don't think I can anymore. So, and then, of course, the Prime Minister goes on to say, uh, well, here's you. Okay, well, I can answer that question. It's not an easy question, but I'll have a go at it. Yeah, I'll just read the script, the script that we agreed on prior to this. Now, go back and get your batteries recharged. So I uh, just want to... I like this backflipped term. Backflip, yeah. I, I, we would say flip-flop. And there they say yeah, backflip. flip-flop or, yeah. yeah. Flip-flop was the one we came up with. But, but it's Because abhorrent. it also promotes a product, so that's a good thing. <laughs> it's always good when you can sell something. But the backflip <laughs> doesn't really promote any products. But I like it. It just makes you look like a, you, you, you visualize a porpoise <laughs> jumping out of the water and flipping over. <laughs> So there or, was or a, a poodle. I love, you know, I've always wanted to have poodle. a dog. A poodle. That could do backflips. Uh, so I'm really uh, dismayed, and I need some help from our producers. Of course, we got uh, over 200 now at noagendanewsnetwork.com. Uh, we got a lot of people posting there, which flows into the stream at noagendastream.com. So Lucifer Clinton is out on the road again. Uh, by the way, she's on the road with uh, Kathy, the high priestess of, uh, of Europe. 
the high representative. Ashton. Ashton. Uh, Baroness Ashton. And so what is shitty, sorry for the language there, is like she's in Turkey. And apparently no news media can go to Turkey and cover this, you know, the most evil person in our government, which is Lucifer Hillary Clinton. So I, I'm dependent upon whatever snippets they put up at uh, state.gov and the Turkish television, which is unusable, ununderstandable, because, uh, let me think, oh yeah, it's in Turkish. And you have to, you know, and I'm trying to, like, look through sites and try to find a, just a clip of her really talking, because the United States of Gitmo Nation now officially recognizes that the Transitional National uh, Committee of Libya. Were you aware of this? Oh job? yeah, yeah. And uh, and it was, and I'm really bummed because the State Department, you know, they don't have a Final Cut Pro. I think they're using iMovie or maybe cut and paste in QuickTime. And uh, so <laughs> that's what I use. Yeah, exactly. Well, it sounds like something you would have edited. And so they hey yeah. So so Lucifer comes out in Turkey and she's and it's like preamble and she says something. Then they cut away from it. And I, and I know it was going to be really funny. I have no idea what she said. And then she just goes into her whole thing. So here's uh, listen to the preamble, and you're like, oh, I wish I wish we could have heard everything she said. And then listen to how she now recognizes these douchebags. Okay, I got a little. That's it, right? You know there was something there. Okay, okay. Hi, do you like my hair? The assurances the TNC offered today reinforce our confidence that it is the appropriate interlocutor for the United States in dealing with Libya's present and addressing Libya's future. That is why I announced earlier that until an interim authority is in place, the United States will recognize the TNC as the legitimate governing authority for Libya. Yay! And we will deal with it on that basis. Now, what does this mean exactly? Well, we have uh, a member of the TNC... Uh, who, by the way, fly around in a C-130. You, uh, you'll only hear this uh, in the clip. And it's very confusing because this this whole, this whole uh, I think it was a BBC report, they show these guys with, like, white masks, and they're the rebels, and they've got, like, AK-47s, and they're, you know, they look like Dad's Army, for those of you who would know. But it's like, it's, they look very highly unorganized. And this is only to give you the idea that they're rebels. Meanwhile, uh, we've got drones killing people in Tripoli, Hundreds of children, they're, they're shooting up schoolhouses, hospitals. You don't see any of that. No, no, no. We're going to show you a bunch of guys in the desert walking backwards. And then uh, they fly in on a C-130, and they're pretending like they're landing on a desert road, which, by the way, is a huge runway. I can tell the difference between a, a converted desert road and a highway. But okay, whatever. Uh, this is how these guys get around. They're not like sitting there in the dugout, in the hideout. No, they, they get flown in on a C-130, and, of course, these are guys that are, all, that are all educated in Pennsylvania. So is it time to talk to the regime? A plane carrying rebel ministers from Benghazi lands on a mountain road converted into an airstrip. Bullcrap. Gaddafi and his family have to leave unconditionally. This is a Libyan. This is a Libyan rebel. And uh, I don't know if any... Uh, the guy sounds like a wannabe broadcaster from, from Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> he sounds like that guy, that homeless guy, who uh, it was that voice talent. Oh, for, like, right, a the voice. Enough. Yeah. Whatever happened to him. <laughs> yeah. This uh, is what he's doing now. Yeah, he's like, uh, hey, hey now. hello, everybody. Uh, you uh, officially in the cabinet that I represent uh, that uh, look into or believe that uh, we are... Uh, 
uh, ready to. Yeah, whatever. So the so the guy is fluent. Sounds in like your version of an Arab accent. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even do it like that. So. This is the, he's one of the ministers, and of course, this Juju Jabril is another Pennsylvania educated shill. And what is it all about? Well, what does the support really mean? What does it, what does it really come down to? Uh, it comes down to the money that was stolen that we're not going to give to these guys. Now, what would it cost? I'm thinking, you know, if John, if you and I said, hey, you know what? Let's uh, go overthrow uh, this uh, government uh, in the desert. How much money would we need for that? As the official and legitimate governing body of Libya. But the question becomes, how will that help the rebels? At this point, you know, we spoke today to the press secretary for the transitional national... How about they have a press secretary? They got a whole... They got Hill and Knowlton now, a whole PR agency. Council, uh, he told us that what they're in need most of right now is funding, that uh, this council has been funding. promised for the past few months seven to eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> They've been given assurances and credit lines from countries that have frozen assets that uh, belong to Libya, uh, but that they have not received receive those funds, that they need those right away. In fact, he said they need at least $3 billion in aid immediately. They need it as quickly as possible in order to try to establish the democratic institutions and reforms that the international community and the Libyan rebels are so desiring for Libya. I love it. Hey, give me $3 billion. So, of course, this has now been decided. This is how it works. Hey, we don't pl- you do deals with the Chinese? Guess what? We're taking all your money that you have in our banks... Uh, we're going to call that, by the way, it's $33 billion. Nice number. Uh, then we're going to have a bunch of guys fly around in a C-130 with a bunch of other guys shooting AK-47s into the dust. And uh, then we're going to take $3 billion, another nice magic number. You take $3 billion, and uh, yeah, and then we'll just, uh, you know, we got an office for the European Union and Benghazi. Shame on all news media. Where are the pictures of the dead children and dead civilians that these these hellfires have caused and the drones flying around just shooting people missiles up their butt? You don't see any of that. It's a it's a it, this is truly wag the dog. Truly. And you know, so they're gonna give these guys hey, thanks for playing along. Here's three billion. I wonder what'll happen to the other thirty. It's disgusting to me. Yeah, the thirty billion is going to vanish. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was a front page story on the uh, in terms of news coverage on the New York Times Saturday edition. And I will uh, when I do my little breakdown today. I want to mention I finally have come to the conclusion that it's the Saturday edition of the New York Times, which nobody reads, huh. uh, that has all the meaningful news stories that that need to be communicated to the. Uh, Stooges. Okay. Do you do you want to break now, or do you want to do one or two? Yeah, I say. Well, we might as well talk, go over who we got for. Yeah, it's time to break. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. <laughs> so uh, I thought I'd play an off-key note since you're going to sing off-key or insist on it, Luke. Lucas Hokinson, uh, Sir Lucas, as a matter of fact, in Selkirk, Manitoba, $150 here. Hi, hey there, John and Adam. Been too long since I last donated, so here it is. <coughs> On a side note, I wish to call out my father, uh, oh. Lorne Hokinson, as a douchebag. Douchebag. Hmm, okay. The night rings look great. Thanks again. Regards, Sir Lucas Hokinson. <coughs> Melissa DeLeon in Duncansville or I think Duncanville. It's, uh, DeLeon. I would say De, Le- De Leon. 
it could be De Leon or it could be De Leon. It's one of the two. Duncan, Duncanville, Texas, under $11.11. This goes towards my husband, John Anthony's knighthood. His 26th birthday is tomorrow, so please give him a shout-out. Also, we can get some NA Karma for our house search. That would be great. And to make his day extra special, please hit Hugo Perez with the douchebag. All right, Hugo. And here's the karma as requested. You've got karma. And she gave us some hugs and kisses. Oh, nice. Troy Walters. Sir Troy Walters, 100 bucks. And finally, uh, I f- fall a few shorts behind due to taking a holiday. Finally, you guys covered the... <clears throat> bullshit that is politics <laughs> down under value for value coming to you from 20 minutes into episode 320 where you covered in this those aussie tax carbon the aussie carbon tax bull crap yeah and then he, he makes a very uh, interesting a, a very, commentary a yeah. hundred dollars rhymes much. with rhymes with hunt yes I go. I can't imagine what he's referring to. Daniel Jones, Austin, Texas, fifty dollars. Uh, bless me. I've not donated in years. Please add some karma for my wife's job search. You've got karma. Adam, uh, check out coworkers' offices for the tour. They should be available in mid-large cities. Austin has a number of them. RateAustin.com. What am I supposed to uh, set up uh, an office in Austin? I'm not sure what he's referring to. Jason Dozier or Dozier. As in uh, Lamont Dozier. Uh, Dozier Kansas Dozier. City, Kansas, $50. And that's actually the, 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 that's the it, total huh? sum of our uh, uh, small uh, donations this wow, week. Wow, yeah, I'm glad uh, we had some bigger ones to uh, yeah, offset it was a good some thing. of the charges. Yeah. Um, let me see. I have a couple things here. First, emergency karma from Stephen Anto, who has uh, been a donor uh, in the past. Uh, I received some karma a month or so back. It was amazing. I find the highest posing job I'd ever had, then landed an even higher paying job just this Friday. Uh, comes at a great time when moving, trying to start a family. My grandmother adopted me when I was born, raised me alone. Uh, just had her 80th birthday last week. She took ill, doesn't look good. Uh, I'm waiting on uh, two very nice checks that will come in on the 29th, and then uh, I'll make a no-hassle donation. Uh, but if I get some emergency karma for uh, for grandma, so I figured we should uh, at least help him out with that. Not a problem. You've got karma. And then the Hot Pockets uh, producers who are helping us out here uh, on the road. We have uh, Harry and Jen Pilgrim, um, Matt Jones. We have, actually, I want to uh, read Matt's uh, note here. It was kind of funny. In the morning, Adam, hope this is enough for a tank of gas, maybe a cheap hooker. Uh, I call this amount the 222.22 to the head because I'm always amused by a good old-fashioned assassination. Uh, this also gets me two-ninths of the way to knighthood. Uh, my brother, associate executive producer Sam Jones, called me out as a douchebag back on July 3rd. However, I do not wish to be de-douched because I still consider myself a douche until I have reached knighthood. Instead, I want to be debonered. We don't have a jingle for that. Uh, for I am a donor now... Uh, you may notice that on every bill, I have crossed out the Federal Reserve seal and wrote, end the Fed in red marker. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is th- against the law, people. I, I do this to every bill that comes into my possession. Don't worry, no one has ever refused to take them. Okay. I would like to mention a little robot I created called dot slash fortune to follow on the tweeters. 
It uses the old Unix fortune command. All you sysadmins know exactly what I'm talking about. And tweets every midnight. And I'd like some uh, requests some karma for the good Dr. Ron Paul. He is truly the only hope for America and possibly for the world. And he gave us a nice Ron Paul bumper sticker You've for the ring. you karma. Uh, Lee Bryant. Uh, that con- makes you a terrorist if you use that bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A belligerent. <laughs> Uh, Lee Bryan, thank you for being a Hot Pockets producer. Conroy Jett, thank you. And Kevin Terminella. And uh, let's see, this is from uh, Kevin T. Hey, just a little something to help you on your way. Since this is my first donation to the show, it would be great if I could get a de-douching and some karma, so we'll give you a double shot on that. You've been de-douched. Karma. And that's the karma for his brother who just finished up his law degree and MBA and is, of course, looking for work. now. So uh, we hope the karma helps. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your beautiful cards. Uh, some people just gave us a nice card, which is appreciated. We got, like, uh, tattoos to wear and bumper stickers and all kinds of great stuff. And uh, the next meetup will be in North Carolina. Miss Mickey is all over it. Um, she sent out uh, emails today to everyone who... Uh, um, everyone. Where, where you, so where are you going in North Carolina? I don't know. I don't North know. Carolina is a beautiful state. It's one. It's one of the. I think it's one of the really fine states in terms of gorgeous state. I don't think we're going to go to Raleigh though. I think we're going to go to what's the other uh, big city? Well, there's there's Durham, Raleigh. There's a, a different one. That's Ashland. One. Ash, there's Ash, Ash, Asheville. 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 I'm Asheville. sorry. Asheville. Yeah, I think we're going. Which to is Asheville. also referred to as Sheville. Because uh, there's hot chicks there. Uh, they're all. It, it's a. It's a. It's a stronghold of lesbians. Awesome. There used to be a website called Sheville. You just take the A off. <laughs> what? And it spells Sheville. And wait it's a in minute. The, and <laughs> wait a minute. Sheville.com. Let me just see. If not, well, they, so- they, they, it's not what it once was. Sheville.com used to be a great website, but now it's, it's minor. Lesbian singles, meet lesbian, commitment rings. Hey, they're doing commitment rings. But no, we're going to do that. Biltmore Hotel Asheville. Wow. Cool. Meet lesbian singles. No. Well, I know where we're going now. I think I pissed off the shill. He's so angry that I what I said. <laughs> he but left, that, that, I'll tell you, but, but, he left but the, the other thing is that area has a different style. of What you want to do is all throughout that area, you want to have as many, uh, you want to stop at barbecue places and only eat like pulled pork and ribs. and oh, The North Carolina barbecue, which has four diff- distinct styles, very unusual for any part of the country to have four dis- styles of barbecue, are abs- is absolutely the best in the country. Yeah, John, great. I'm all over the lesbians, if you don't mind. So uh, okay, we'll, we'll we'll look for we'll look for pulled pork, whatever. Pulled pork, hey, you'll be pu- yeah, yeah. There's a joke in there too, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so thank you for your support, everybody. Uh, list is rather short, um, and of course we can't be this fortunate every single time. Certainly not during the summer months. So please check your monthlies. Um, that's really uh, the base for us. So five dollars a month, it helps. Eleven, eleven. That's a lucky number for you. Thirty-three, thirty-three for the podcast license. Thank you all so much. Remember, Dvorak.org slash na. And we need to uh, plug noagendanation.com. Hey, Eric's angry at me now. Hey, <laughs> don't worry about it. Can you can you cut off his power so we'll come around? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, happy birthday, uh, Lawrence Roik, uh, celebrating his 51st birthday yesterday on July 16th. Of course, that's Sir Lawrence Roik. We uh, 
appreciate all the support that he has given us uh, throughout the past years on the show. And Melissa DeLeon says happy birthday to her husband, John Anthony. He turns 26 tomorrow. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. <laughs> nice slide whistle, John. Excellent work. Uh, let's see. I uh, want to become a member of the symphony. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, cool. All right. So I, we have uh, we have two uh, two nights. So let me uh, just uh, pull this one out. <laughs> Would you let off the slide whistle and get your blade? Ah, well, there you go. Finally, David Hewitt, step forward. And in absentia, in memoriam, Craig William Ducar. Both of you have meant a lot for the No Agenda show. Craig William, of course, in particular. Uh, and we appreciate uh, Sir Chris Jacob for uh, honoring Craig William Ducar in memoriam. And David Hewitt, thank you for all your support. You are now both Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. I now knight thee, Sir David Hewitt and Sir Craig William Ducar, Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. As always, hookers and blow. Now we should send out a ring. I guess we can uh, maybe put it on uh, Sir William's memoriam or a memorial or something. Yeah, yeah, something. Chris could figure, tell us what Chris to do. Chris will do that, yeah. I, I owe him a call. He called me uh, like two weeks ago, and, he, and I called back, and then he called, and so we've been missing each other. Um, and, and we're sorry about Sir Craig, of course. Sucks. Um, hey! Uh, we, wait, before you, you before you go hey and go into another store, by the way, we should we did mention Dvorak.org slash NA, right? Yes. I think. Yeah, I can. Well, you know, one more time for Dvorak.org slash NA. So, something has kept coming that, that has been mentioned in a number of these notes and 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 thus and we have not talked about it and i i don't want to put it off and put it off so it doesn't mean anything anymore but you did go house hunting and did we did fail to report on the on the episode i did uh miss mickey and i went to las vegas get nation lost wages uh we left uh, last sunday night after the show uh took a flight down and uh, we're very excited about uh, going to uh, see if we could make a move there. And uh, on Monday, uh, we spent uh, all day in 100-plus degrees heat looking at uh, real estate. And um, I got to tell you that... Well, let me, let me predict. <laughs> You're going to say it's a fantastic place. It's an it's a entertainment center of the world. And it's a place where people should just think about moving to. That's exactly right. That's exactly what I was going to say. Huh. And I will add to that that it's not for us. Oh, why? Uh, you know, we need, uh, it's it's the sand thing. And, uh, you know, so when we get back from the tour, we're going to look at uh, other places in uh, Nevada. Maybe uh, Reno. <laughs> the sand is, we're, we have to have it's green. Too, it's too miserable down in Las Vegas is what you're saying? I don't want to say it's miserable, but, you know, even the real estate agent couldn't sell it to us. They're like, yeah, so tell us about, you know, what's going on. Well, you know, if you like uh, gaming. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah. How about, like gaming. How about the uh, community? And then we, we, we saw some amazing homes. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, you could live in beautiful homes. But then you look out the window, and, it's, and <laughs> we saw one place, and it's all sand. Which you know, and, and we're hill people for sure. I, I like being on a hill looking down. And it was one place you look out the back. There was like a, a trapeze, like some entertainer had his whole setup in the back, and it was hot. And I, I just couldn't see. And Mickey was literally, literally physically ill from the thought. It it just didn't work for us. 
physically ill. I'm not kidding. You know, we, oh, this <laughs> makes me sick. <laughs> she was being a good sport about it. She really was. But um, I don't think I like the idea of having the tramp, tra- trapeze guy out there. They can be free entertainment, you know, as he practices. Yeah, yeah it'd be awesome. Maybe um, you could show you could walk over there and say, hey, buddy, can you show me how to do a little of these tricks? Because I you never know. Might need some extra work on the weekends. Look, I'll tell you one thing. We got to uh, we got to we got to move out of what we're living in now. It's too expensive. Uh, it's just that's just. Wait till you look at the places in North Carolina. Wow, I know we're going to be like. You know, we had a we had a uh, locally we had one of the right wing talk show guys, one of the, the pioneers of the Bay Area's white right wing uh, talk shows, uh, Jim Eason. With old fashioned right wing talk show was had the kind of that glib style that you don't hear too much anymore, and uh, he at some point he moved to North Carolina and continued to do his San Francisco local broadcast from off an ISDN line right in there in North sure. Carolina, and nobody even knew he was there. No, you know, and and I think that see the only problem is my daughter lives in L.A. and as long as she's in L.A., I don't want to be like you know a four hour plane ride away she's you know she's she's all alone her mom's in uh in gitmo nation lowlands you know i gotta be kind of near I, I, she's she's 20 still so maybe i'm just being nuts maybe i you know who kn- this is actually a big deal you know i'm not going to see her for several weeks and uh why don't you fly her out for a couple of days because you got plenty of room in that thing <laughs> actually bring we, in one of the kids we actually we already have agreed on that we're bring we're bringing her out uh in two and a half weeks and she's excited i'm like okay oh that'll do it <laughs> she doesn't know what she's walking into she's like yeah that'll be great and here's where you sleep what yeah, and put it, it, do what? it when you right around when you're in Missouri or you know around Illinois when, it, when it's nice, nice and, and hot. Yeah, exactly. John's gonna hum the Sunday Times. Well, okay, so you forced me to do this. I do want to bring up the fact now that I'm convinced that Saturday Times is where it's at. I'm cool with that. You can do the Saturday Times, and but I want to. I'll just give you an example. Here's the Sunday Times. I got it right here. Egyptian military, they do have a couple of stories. Egyptian military, it's a little old news. Egyptian military moves to cement a muscular role in government. And talk about old news. Below the fold on the Sunday Times today, which goes out, this is probably the biggest distribution they have of any of the papers. They have an alarming new stimulant sold legally. This is the front page. Sold legally in many stores. They're talking about these bath salts. Wait a minute. They're just now getting into that? Can you believe? And this is front page. We've been talking about this how long? Like two years? <laughs> it's just, unbelievable. What is it? Where did these guys just fall off the turnip truck? <sighs> well, maybe they finally got some stock in these companies, and now they're ready to promote it. And then they have a little piece on the Murdoch thing, and then a, above the fold, oh, course, a, a yeah. horrible photo of a guy on a bicycle looking at the freeway be- beneath him as though it's bad. And battle over charter schools, shifting to affluent suburbs, another non-story. And then at the beneath the fold, the last one, for Bachman, gay right? You know, they're going after Bachman's husband. Yeah, this this whole thing is kind of weird. It's like, first well, it's of because all, he's, yeah. he's, for one thing, he exhibits, he exhibits the characteristics of being extremely gay. gay. Yeah, totally. He's, he's like one of those foot shufflers. He looks like a, a, a gay guy to me. Yeah, he's solid. Have you heard him talk? <laughs> my by curious gene lit up over when I the heard top him. gay uh-huh. okay not that it's a bad thing mm. but uh you know you wonder about her so uh she likes this guy the guy's a goofball 
So what? So they're trying to slam him. So, but so who cares? Nobody really cares. So here's the Saturday Times. I mean, this is good stuff. There's a whole good article on the on on Obama signaling support for the various uh, uh, measures in the budget. Number one front page story: Libyan rebels get formal backing at thirty billion dollars. A whole story on the Libya thing that you said wasn't covered is on the Saturday Times. Two top officials. Yeah, but but I, I but hold on a second. Not covered, but I want the video. I want to hear yeah, what she actually not, no, said, right, right. not no, some just, just some finish. interpretation. Just saying they covered it. Yeah. Uh, two top, but some real serious stuff about the, the press uh, scandal. Misery follows as Somalis try to flee hunger. There's another thing going on in in Kenya and and yeah, the Somalia. Yeah, yeah. yeah watch how they pulled the money away from the uh, uh, SEC. And and finally, a voice about a voice for those silence in the mobsters' reign about Whitey Bulger. All the go- all good stories and some good photos. And it's like the Saturday Times is where it's at. So something's up with that. Well, there's a problem because we only have a jingle for the Sunday Times. No, that's okay. I will do the Sunday Times, <laughs> but, but I'm going to point this because I think there's still a, a something in there for the public. But I think for the insiders, for the spooks, and for the people that need to get the word. Oh, they have right. They got to read the Saturday Times. Times. Okay. Does that conclude our segment for this week? Yeah, then? we're done. Okay. Yeah, that's it. John's coming home the Saturday Times. <laughs> Hey, Clooney's back in the picture, just in the nick of time. Uh, he probably had to go to back to class. Well, no, he has his movie coming out where he uh, is like it runs for president or whatever. And of course, uh, now that uh, Sudan is its own country, under great cheer of uh, thousands of uh, p- thank you, darling, thousands of people. Uh, you remember he started that satellite uh, project, the Sentinel project, to monitor. Oh, right, the- so he could so he could spy down and make yeah, sure. People- yeah, yeah. And no. they found a big graveyard. Oh, I guess. not a coincidence. All of a sudden, it's like uh, we have to move in and take over South Sudan. Coincidence? I think man, I can't believe it. I was looking at the pictures of my Sentinel project, and just as all this takes place, I can't believe it. I'm so lucky. I find a mass grave. And Time Magazine is like, uh, you know, uh, we were the first ones to uh, write about Clooney's project. Yeah, duh. They're like, they're like patting themselves on the back. It's just, are we, are we really the only people who see this, John? Are we really the only ones? <laughs> no, we have a lot. We have enough listeners that are that see it and, and observe it occasionally. But, I, it, but in terms of mainstream media. It's like no. they're not only oblivious; they don't really give a crap. No, it's it's not a no. We're we're too busy uh, looking at Dad's army in the desert. So stupid! You, sh- you got to see this video. It's linked in the show notes at three two two dot show notes dot com. So they got all these rebels. They have white masks on, and uh, and they're, I've, I've seen this exact same thing in Iraq with the uh, uh, when I was there when they're training the the Iraqi police forces and army. And uh, say I saw the same in um, Florida. I once did a documentary about you know those Cubans who were all ready to go back, and uh, these guys are like eighty now, and uh, and they you know they train every weekend because uh, uh, one day it'll be their turn to go back and take uh, Cuba back from uh, Castro, and they and they hang out in like the woods once a week and uh, and practice their military skills, and so you have like a lieutenant going ah, face. And half the guys turn left, the other half turn right. You know, it's, it's like, it's sad. It's sad that people actually will look at this news reporting and go, ah, oh, man, those rebels. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that that this whole rebel thing is such a crock. Yeah, well, we're gonna see it in Syria now. That's happening. Yeah, there's no stopping it. Al Jazeera actually had a pretty interesting article. Of course, we know that this is uh, uh, financed by Qatar. The uh, and it's MI six. MI six. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of interesting. Um, has America become a nation of psychotics? Is the Ooh, question? Yeah, you would I like it. Yeah, you would certainly think so, based on the explosion in the use of antipsychotic medications in 2008, with over 14 billion dollars in sales. Antipsychotics became the single top-selling therapeutic class of prescription drugs in the United States, surpassing drugs used to treat high cholesterol and acid reflux. And this, of course, is the problem: is that uh, everyone here is doped up. <laughs> that's why you know of course we're not getting uh the pictures of uh riots in ireland riots in greece uh protests in portugal my goodness italy we missed this one uh, one of our producers in italy said did you notice how italy said we're not going to participate in the libya bombings anymore we're not going to get we're not going to participate in uh in supplying them weapons the next day oops you're downgraded bitch Moody's downgraded them, austerity measures, like, everyone's like, what? Hold on a second. This is like, this is, it, it's, un, and in America, we're just like, yeah, man, give me another pill. <laughs> give me one of those uh, uh, Abilify, which, by the way, if you, uh, we've been watching uh, Dr. Drew, what is it, uh, Celebrity Rehab. Have you ever watched that show? I can't stand it. You got to watch this. First of all, I, in every episode, I know at least one person who's on it, which is kind of interesting. Like Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses. But um, so these people are there to get off of drugs, but Dr. Drew keeps handing out Abilify to them. I don't understand how that works. Isn't Abilify, isn't that to enhance whatever antipsychotic drug you're on? Can you just give that as a standalone? Yeah, you can give it as a standalone. We've, we've run ads for Abilify twice on the show, different, uh, and they sell it just straight up. But it's, but it's, they always say if you're on a drug and you need a boost, it's like a, like a rocket booster, then you take Abilify to help what you're on. But, but why is Dr. Drew prescribing this to, to alcoholics and druggies? Well, I don't know. Right here from the National Health, uh, NIH.gov. Uh, it's used to treat symptoms of schizophrenia. Yeah, well, okay. But it, let me just read this. This is kind of interesting. Um, of course, the page just changed. Let me go back. I just found it. it, it I've heard it three times now, where Doctor Drew says, "You know, you've really got to, you really got to take your Abilify. You've got to take your meds." I'm like, really? Well, this yeah. is bad. Let me just read from the NIH.gov site. Uh, it, the name of it is uh, Arapiprazole. Oh shoot, John. Oh crap. What? Hold on a second. I just had. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're still streaming or not. I just had something bad happen. Hold on. Are we still recording? I don't know if we're recording. I don't know anything. Let me see. I don't know if we're recording. I don't know if it was just an interface crash. Uh, All right, we'll fix it and then we'll figure yeah, out. Well, what hold on. Let me just see if it takes a second for everything. Can anyone hear me? <laughs> Hello. Oh, Hello. Shit. If that thing crashed on the recording, we could be in deep shit. Hold on. Oh. Well, someone out there will have a backup. Oh, no, we're still... Re- oh, amazing. Yay for Unix! Okay, we're still good. Okay, so this from the NIH.gov site. Uh, 
It's used to treat the symptoms of schizophrenia, and then it says in parents, a mental illness that causes disturbed or unusual thinking, loss of interest in life, and strong or inappropriate emotions. In adults and teenagers, 13 years of age and older, it's also used alone or with other medications to treat episodes of mania. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense, because they're all maniacs on that show, but I don't think it's right for, does it say anything about can be used for detox? I'm, I'm going to open up the, the main page and, and see if it does. I, I'm not seeing it. That's weird, man. Anyway, so uh, it's pretty it's clear. It's not approved for the treatment of behavior problems in older adults with dementia. Okay, wait. Let me just do a search for, uh, would be alcoholism or, or yeah, detox. No, these people are either alcohol addicts um, or heroin addicts or we had one guy. You remember uh, Leif Garrett? Remember him? Yeah, I do remember. Let me read this. He became a, know that, a steroids addict. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you should know that alcohol can add to the drowsiness caused by this medication. It doesn't say it stops you from drinking. Do not drink alcohol while taking. So Dr. Drew is basically just a shill salesman for Abilify. It's disgusting. I'm telling you, this is wrong. Well, that's terrible if what you say is true. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I've heard, I've heard Dr. Drew say it several times on the show. At the uh, Pasadena Detox Center, please, Chigger. So this is one of those. What? what they? What's the term when you use a drug for some other reason? There's a. It's not uh, unusual. Off, off label, you mean? Off label use. It's, it sounds like the me's using it as an off label. Well, he shouldn't be propagating that. That, Here's that a, a, doesn't seem right. Other uses for this medication says the medication may be. be here's the here's the kicker. This medication may be prescribed for other uses. Ask your doctor or pharmacy for more information. <laughs> Ask Dr. Drew for more information on how Abilify can help you kick the habit. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting uh, little uh, contraindication. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should know you may experience hyperglycemia, increase in blood sugars. If you're schizophrenia, you're more likely to develop diabetes in people who do not have <laughs> schizophrenia. And taking similar this or similar medication may increase the risk. This whole this is this, this drug is, is this is great. I'm it's t- a bad drug. So they had this one chick who was in uh, I don't know like uh, like some Chinese fighting movie. Her name is Ling Ling or something or Ba Ling or Bu Ling. Like she's been in one movie. What was the what was the the, the guy who died in that Bruce uh, Lee? Not Bruce Lee, but. Was it his son? Didn't we have another movie where someone died? Yeah, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, right. So she was in that movie. And she's allergic to alcohol, right? So she, so she can't... So not, what's the problem? Well, so she's trying... Because she drinks, and then she just keeps on well, drinking. She's allergic to alcohol. Why is she drinking? It makes yeah, no well, sense. Because she's messed up. And, and so Dr. Drew is like, where's Booling or Biling, whatever her name is, Biling, B-A-I-L-I-N-G. Where's Biling? Uh, she needs her Abilify. She's on the roof. He's like, <laughs> and then Dr. Drew's running around like, did she jump? Did she jump? You know, and Steven Adler's down there at the bottom like, jump, jump. It's a, <laughs> it's a mess, man. The whole show is a mess. So anyway, so that's what's being propagated. I'm sure it's a very popular show. I'm sure lots of people watch it. Um, and we're all druggies. We're all drugged out here on the official stuff. And uh, we got to stop. We got to stop the insanity. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. One of these days, I'm gonna throw out the bat signal, man. I'm gonna tell all of our producers here in the in the in the Metro DC area to press the button. We have power that you don't know about. Be careful.
Yeah, well, you tell that to the guys driving that black Escalade when you're in the hills there in uh, North Carolina. A funny little thing happened in Haiti. <clears throat> um, city officials in Port-au-Prince um, are paying. You know, there's uh, families living there in the national stadium. Yeah. The uh, it's the Pierre. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Anyway, a representative from the National Palace uh, went down to all these uh, folks who are living there at the at the National Stadium and said, "Here, it's two hundred fifty bucks. Uh, get out because we need to have events here now. <laughs> they they need concerts. I guess Lady Gaga is coming, so they got to kick all these poor people out. And of course, two hundred fifty dollars for to a Haitian is that's like a you know a year's wages. So all just taking this money so that they can have events." That's just, that's so screwed up. They're having Lady Gaga. Are you sure is that no, word? No, I'm just not made sure. That? I'm not sure, but I guarantee you it could happen. I know. Yeah. I'm sure it could. In fact, I could just imagine it. Here it is. Uh, this is from Associated Press. Uh, people began moving off the parking lot at the National Stadium in the Capitol Friday after Haiti's government paid them to clear out off the spot that has been their home since last year's earthquake. This is 18 months now. At least 30 families cleared their belongings from tents and shelters left for unknown destination. Uh, and let's see if they say who's coming. So I gave them $250 each. But it's for events. Uh, our plan has not started yet. Uh, let me see if... Uh, I, I, I'll bet you 10 bucks. Lady Gaga's doing a show there. Well, I'm looking for it right now, and I'm not seeing a show, but she is big in the <laughs> Haiti relief. <laughs> yeah. With them, with it, she's got to sell more bracelets, so she can move down. She can go take this relocate all these bums from the stadium, yeah. and then give her concert so we, so for can, the yeah. what's left of the upper crust over there. They can you know, her. What do you mean? What's left of the her, upper crust? The new upper crust that is the building. new upper crust. All mostly white people from the United States looking for hotels to stay in. They're little monsters. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you're probably right. We'll we'll keep an eye on that. I'd like to see what she's what she has to say when she's in that stadium. Sad. Uh, what you got, man? You got a couple more things here we can uh, listen to? Yeah, let me. I got a. There's an idiot. I didn't realize how dumb this woman was. The name's Betty or Betsy, one of the two. McCollum from Minnesota. She's a um, she's a Democrat from Minnesota, and she keeps she, she keeps getting up during the budget crisis thing. Bitching about uh, the fact that the the army and the national guard and a couple other people have race cars in NASCAR, it's a waste of the taxpayers' money. She says it doesn't do any good, but she's illiterate and she's and she's she actually she's like a Berkeley Hummer Uh. and she can barely read her own script. And uh, just play the idiot from Minnesota clip part one. Volunteer military, I disagree, but I respect their passion despite the fact. There is no evidence to demonstrate that motorsport program is effective in recruiting. And that's why my amendment maintains a significant and a significant investment in motorsport sponsorships, $20 million, to allow the Pentagon to demonstrate to us and to the taxpayers it does work. Now, as members of Congress, we must do a better job of exercising our oversight over the Pentagon's recruiting budget. Right now, 75% of Americans ages 17 to 24 years of old, ages years of old, are not qualified. Let me repeat. Yeah, please. 75% of young Americans ages 17 to 25 year, 24 years old are not qualified to serve in the armed forces. 
75% people age this old. <clears throat> well, she sounds like she might be plastered. But, I mean, the way she Could reads the hammered, play, yeah, yeah. play the idiot from North Carolina, Minnesota's. Uh, she actually says the problem with high grass prices. Oh, yeah. She's well, slurred. The, well, this is what Obama does, right? Railways. This is a, this is a new thing. <coughs> Excuse me. I think there was a bad batch of meds. They hand out to all these people, including the president, and it's slurring their speech. Yeah. Because the president rail raised, and she is by... by, by American uh, people don't know that we're at war in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. They don't need a racing car to tell them that we have a volunteer military and our country's at war. Already this year, the Republican Congress has voted to cut nutrition programs for the poor, hungry, and for infants. And this, this majority is cutting investments and energy efficiency and high grass prices. I urge my colleagues to support this amendment and to limit the motorship sponsor racing to $20 million. The motorship sponsor Mr. racing. I got to tell you, these high grass prices are killing me. She, I can't. She, I mean, this, if you listen to this, I'm going to make a, a, a composite of her, all her little things again for great. next show. She's great. Just the, the idiocy of this woman is beyond <laughs> it's beyond belief. Let me hear that last bit. The the motorsport racing. What? Who do it? Let me hear that again. Efficiency and high grass prices. I urge my colleagues to support this amendment and to limit the motorship sponsor racing to twenty million dollars. <laughs> listen, you, Chairman. Stop that motorship. Because motorship motor sponsored motor racing, motorship sponsored racing leads to high grass prices. Now, let's vote on that. Wow. The guy, by the way, the, <laughs> the speaker, the guy who's handling the, the gavel, and the guy who's the head of the committee were basically one inch away from breaking up laughing. Oh man. And then, of course, everybody turned down her stupid amendment. It was like uh, people say yes. No, zero it's just crickets and then no no and so then she gets back up and demands a, a, a roll call oh man oh man she's from saint paul one of the more you know yeah, it's, it's a great i mean there's people are it's great a, it's there. A cosmopolitan area yeah. i mean is she and they have her representing them i mean they should be embarrassed so uh dennis kucinich is uh is on a roll this is something by the way um i got off c-span uh, of course, I can't watch C-SPAN easily in real time. And really, of course, this was just the beginning of the tour, so it's been very difficult for me. But I was able to peruse around on uh, the C-SPAN video library. Don't go, just go to C-SPAN.org. Go to the, there's a little button up there top right, and it's called their video library. And a little secret I'll let you in on, you can actually search the transcripts. So you can search for stuff. It's, it's, and it's every once good. in a while, every once in a while, one is missing. Yeah, what was that? You know, someone asked me that the other day. What was that? Remember that when when we were looking for something and it wasn't there? Yeah, there's a bunch of them that are missing. It's not just one or two. And by the way, the transcripts are very poor. They and are, by the way, yeah. when you find them, there's missing clips. And I there's yeah. one missing. I forgot what it was. This was about six months ago, so I can't remember the details. But I I found the missing clip because I knew this guy was something I wanted get in on and it was a missing clip it came oh sorry no clip and it said please report and so you, you write in a note yeah and then you gotta knock at the door. To get back to you they <laughs> never get back to you of course not and if you want to download them it's like 15 bucks like, uh, really you can buy some utilities that'll do it and i just record the audio i know how to do that yeah we yeah. only do the audio yeah uh, it's just like wow all right so dennis kucinich is in the uh in the big uh american idol uh semifinals of the deficit debate 
And he comes out and he just he lays it on the line. And uh, and I got to say, you know, it's Ron Paul in a Democratic jacket. It's fantastic. And by the way, just as kooky, that's why he's marginalized. That's why no one cares. That's why the news media doesn't report. But this is, you know, this is like a senior guy, isn't it? I mean, he's he's from. Uh, oh Ohio. yeah, he's been there forever. He ran for president. Yeah, this is this is a, a, a real guy with really something to say, and you don't hear this anywhere. It's uh, two and a half minutes. I'll just shut up and listen to it, and he just lays it out the way it is. The rancorous debate over the debt belies the fundamental truth of our economy: that it is run for the few at the expense of the many that our entire government has been turned into a machine which takes the wealth of the mass of Americans and accelerates it into the hands of a few. Let me give you some examples. Take war. War takes the money from the American people and puts it into the hands of arms manufacturers, of war profiteers, of private armies, the war in Iraq, based on lies, $3 trillion would be the cost of that war, at least. The war in Afghanistan, based on a misreading of history, half a trillion dollars in expenses already. The war against Libya will be a billion dollars by September. Fifty percent of our discretionary spending goes for the Pentagon. A massive transfer of wealth into the hands of a few. Well, the American people lack sufficient jobs, health care, housing, retirement security. Our energy policies take the wealth from the American people and put it into the hands of the oil companies. We could be looking at $150 a barrel for oil in the near future. Our environmental policy takes the wealth of the people, clean air, clean water, and puts it in the hands of the polluters. It's a transfer of wealth, not only from the present, but from future generations, as our environment is ruined. Insurance companies, what do they do? They take the wealth from the American people in terms of what they charge people for health insurance, and they put it into the hands of the few. We have to realize what this country's economy has become. Our monetary policy, through the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, privatized the money supply, gathers the wealth, puts it in the hand of the few. Well, the Federal Reserve can keep creating money out of nothing, give it to banks, the park at the Fed, and our small businesses are starved for capital. Yay! Mark my words, Wall Street cashes in whether we have a default or not. Love that. The guy's good. Yeah, nobody pays any attention to him. No, of course so, not. I mean, he obviously has the right constituency because they keep putting him back in office. You know, so they love him and his local guys. And the same thing with Ron Paul. They, you know, his people love him. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and they're probably all pretty, uh, you know, knowledgeable about what's going on because these two are two of the few. I mean, there's probably a couple other guys, I'm sure, I hope, uh, in Congress that are, you know, tell it like it is to their people. And they uh, they tell like it is to the public at large and nobody pays any attention to them. I mean, they're, they're, they're on whatever they're told to be on. I'm, a, I'm amazed that they didn't pull that clip off of C-SPAN. Nah. 
So, you know, there's there something uh, Baroness Maggie said to me the other day, which kind of, you know, he was talking, Kasinich uh, uh, was talking about the insurance companies. And just to give you an idea of how it works, uh, so she, Maggie's amazing. She has like 8 million cats and three huge dogs. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know, they're the St. Bernard's, I think. I think they're St. Bernard's. St. Bernard, nobody has three St. Bernard's. Baroness Maggie has three St. Bernard's. You know, with like the the rum underneath their chin and everything. Yeah, they drool a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, one will kill you. That's Sherman. Uh, <laughs> we we stay. Sherman stays behind the fence. Sherman is very crazy. Buzzkill. He's very cranky. And the other two, you know, like you go in and like they're so happy to see you, but it hurts when when she's sniffing your crotch. She's like, boom. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> so anyway, so Maggie is uh, crazy about animals, and. Uh, and she's saying, you know, you know, especially with dogs, you got to take them to the vet. She said, it got all of a sudden, my vet bills went through the roof, and she she tried to figure out why the veterinarians all of a sudden were asking so much money for their treatment. Do you know what it is? It's when they started offering insurance for your pets. Yeah. So everyone no, now this gets insurance. This is this is a, a, a kind of a this is the biggest scam, and I mentioned this on the show before. I'm going to do it one more time. I, I'm on an insurance plan, and I track the drug costs, the price of various drugs. And once the Obamacare went in, the, drug, the drugs that used to cost like 50 or $100, let's say, that you would only pay 10 bucks for because it, it came out of the insurance. The insurance co- company paid an extra 90 bucks. All of a sudden, went to 300 bucks. Yeah. You still paid the 10 bucks, yeah. but now the insurance companies are gouged for the rest of it, this is the reason why people out there who are all, you know, we should fend for ourselves. We should either get rid of the insurance companies and let things go back to a 100% free enterprise, free market, and get no insurance except for, you know, catastrophes. None of this bull crap copay garbage, which is what's killing us. Or go to single payer where somebody, one person in the government says, hey, this is too expensive. Forget it. She also said that they have uh, credit cards at the doctor. So if you can't, if you if you're not on the insurance scam, then uh, they'll give you a credit card with like you know eighteen uh, percent interest, and if you miss a payment, it's thirty. But this is so it's analogous to the scam that is the insurance industry for what you're talking about. For for no wonder we're sniffing bath salts. Yeah, I need to up my Abilify here. It's a complete ripoff, and nobody's doing anything about it. The Democrats are also happy that they've made people buy insurance, which makes the scam worse. Yeah. And the Republicans have no solution to this. As far as they're concerned, it should be kind of half insurance, half non-insurance, let people die on the streets, seriously. Yeah. And, and so both parties are, are not addressing this at all. You know, one side is, oh, you know, we should just be able to, you know, too, too bad if you if you can't afford it. Or, you know, yeah. pay too much. It's hey, one of the two. It's ridiculous. Yeah, let your dog die. Well, no, the, the veterinarian <laughs> thing has gone completely out of control. Yeah. She says, uh, I was just looking at the chat room. The Baroness says $1,200 for an x-ray on her St. Bernard. <laughs> really? Yeah. That is a total scam. Yeah. It's, it, you just take them through the airport. It's free. So anyway, I'm going to up my prediction, John, on uh, on the default. I've been following what's happening in Europe. I have uh, a couple of clips from uh, the douchebag ministers. Now, th- th- here's what's going to happen. 
Uh, this and I think we talked about this maybe two shows back. This concept of the euro bond, so that's now come into play. Everyone's talking about the euro bond. So just to to recap, uh, in the Lisbon Treaty, which is what really started me uh, getting interested in any of this stuff, I was like, hey, hold on a second, what is this Lisbon Treaty? Oh, it's some document nobody wanted, like the Constitution, and then they just pulled it apart and called it a treaty. And uh, what? It, shut up. Shut up, slaves. Just vote. Oh, you can't vote. Pass it. Um, so this whole thing is falling apart, but in this Lisbon Treaty, it specifically said uh, there will be no bailouts if a country goes under. So, of course, what happens? Oops! The country goes under. And uh, the money that is owed is owed to banks. Not to other countries, but to other countries' banks. And it is absolutely now my belief that uh, Moody's or uh, Standards & Poor will downgrade the United States. You now, on the last show, you said it's never going to happen. When I listen to Dennis Kucinich say, make no mistake, Wall Street wins either way, and I believe that to be true, and then I hear a guy who I kind of had followed for a while, Jim Rogers, he's an investor, He's uh, he actually left the United States, or... He, yeah, he lives in Singapore, Singapore. or something. Yeah. He's, the guy is off the deep end, but go on. Well, go here, on. here's a little go clip on. from him on uh, Russia Today, who, by the way, they're doing auditions again, Russia Today. Please, please, Russia Today. These, these women are no good. This is like, ugh. I mean, Maggie's dogs are cuter than this than this woman on Russia Today. And, you know, the thing is, is that it's not that there aren't a lot of attractive women from Eastern Europe. Tons of them, and I, and I just want to reiterate. Just crawling with them. I just want to reiterate. When we talk like this, John and I are only speaking as as television executives. We understand this stuff. If you're going to be in the douchebag ratings game, you got to get hot women. Otherwise, why bother? They're not doing it for news. Anyway, Jim Rogers is on, and he says something kind of interesting. Hi, from Singapore. Mr. Rogers, thank you very much for being here with us hey, in the program. Singapore. Well, as we know, this isn't the first time budget talks have stonewalled, but differences have always been overcome. Why is Moody picking now to review the U.S. rating? Marina, you are asking an extremely good question. The U.S. rating should have been downgraded years ago. You know, I don't know why they're just now getting around to it, but we know that the rating agencies don't have much of a clue about anything. They got everything wrong in subprime. They've gotten everything wrong for a long time. I don't know why they don't understand what's going on. Exactly. Because it's all it's a game. I can't believe that the most powerful man in the world, the President of the United States, can't, pick up, can't just pick up the phone and say to Moody's, Hey, you're not going to downgrade and is using it as some kind of weapon, they're going to downgrade. We're getting an AA- or something. It's going to happen. No, I'm, I'm stick, stick with my prediction. This is okay. bull crap. This okay. is all brinksmanship. No, we're going to raise the debt ceiling, but we're still going to get the downgrade. No. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Let's, uh, there was a, a program on the BBC. One of our producers, uh, Robert, uh, from uh, Gitmo Nation, uh, Warm Beer, uh, recorded some clips from the BBC Parliament program, The Record Europe, a roundtable discussion of European issues by ministers of European Parliament. Mm. So let's go to the uh, Duchette from the Lowlands. This is, uh, oh, I know her. I've met her, actually. Uh, Sophia Innitfeld. She tries to be a do-gooder, but she's not. Here's, uh, here's her take 
And she's saying we don't have a debt crisis. Frankly, we do not have a Greek problem. We have a European problem. We do not even have a debt crisis. We do not have a financial crisis. We have a political and institutional crisis. Because there, and you'll be surprised to find that I agree with you, the big mistake we made at the start is creating a monetary union without a political union. It's like having the dollar zone without a government in Washington. That's essentially what we've created. And I, I disagree with you if you if you say that um, uh, that 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 things uh, you know went well i think it is fairly dramatic that for the last year and a half the, the political leaders of the eurozone and and wider europe have been unable and unwilling to take decisions i mean can you imagine the kind of debate that we're having i, I refer to the the the, the debts in the u.s yeah. As bad, if not worse, as in Europe. California, a much bigger economy than Greece, has been on, on the verge of bankruptcy for years. And yet, I do not hear anybody uh, uh, calling the Californians names and saying that they're lazy and it's their culture and we should kick them out of the dollar zone. That is the difference. People have confidence in the dollar because they know that there is a government behind it. In Europe, people do not have confidence. The markets are testing our political will and that is what we will have to prove. And that's no, that's not that's not why. It's because we've got better drugs over here, lady. I think she I think she's I like what she said. <laughs> well, in that regard it's true. But it, what she's shilling for is more power. We need more power to tell the no, slaves she can't. what to no, do. She's, she's, doesn't she the sound I had thought, thought the backstory with what she was saying was the was the British idea that this whole thing should be dissolved. No, 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 no. I just no, no. She's all for it. I, I, I she's think a, she's a pro EU woman. I think you well, know that she, for a fact. No, I think she actually acts like she's anti, but she's pro. She just wants more more power. No, I think she's against it. No, 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 no. Well, let's listen to uh, Dan Jorgensen. He is uh, from Denmark, and he is one a member of the Danish Liberal Democrats, and he was also in this uh, conversation. I mean, Jean is talking as if, uh, you know, the problems or the mistakes were made, you know, long ago when the euro was first launched. But looking back at the last six months, it's been an absolute disaster, hasn't it, the handling by the EU of this crisis? I wouldn't say at all. I mean, if it hadn't been for the eurozone, if it hadn't been for the EU, then Greece would probably be bankrupt. If we Greece is bankrupt, isn't it? Greece is not bankrupt. No, no, no. Don't, then you don't know what bankrupt is. If a country is bankrupt, means that their money is not worth anything. They would have to leave the eurozone. If that had happened, then that would have spread to other countries. We might have had. We might have had. We might have had other countries also go bankrupt. You know what? I was in the UK a few weeks ago, and I followed the British debate in the British media. And high, highly esteemed economists say, said. Listen, to be honest with you, we don't even know what would happen to our economy if Greece goes bankrupt. Because the fact of the matter is that even though UK don't have a lot of money invested in Greece, German banks, French banks have a lot of money in Greece. So if they go bankrupt, those money are worthless. This means that the, that the, the banks in the UK that are tied up with the British, it was so banks are also all of a sudden big problems. This is a very good example of why it is necessary for the EU to work very close together in, in these issues because... My own country, for instance, Denmark, we are also not a part of the euro, but we're very dependent on what goes on in the euro. Yeah. So um, you watch. Euro bonds are going to come out. and But, but I, Greece is not bankrupt, John. It's not bankrupt. The slaves just need to give up more. This is a I'm big you, mess. I, this thing is all dependent on, on trying to tap Germany, which now turns out to be a, a, a culture of cheapskates. <laughs> Easy now. 
Easy. What's the last time we got a, a donation from um, München? I mean, I haven't seen it. <laughs> you mean the, Ber- uh, Berlin? But <laughs> I, I think it's because they, they, you know, they're they're thinking, oh, brother, you know, we can't. I'm, the Germans aren't. I don't know. I just don't. I, I think a couple of clips we had a couple of shows ago where it's obviously the Germans are fed up with this stuff is 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 the problem. I have one more clip from uh, Minister of European Parliament Martin Callahan. And he is uh, from Gitmo Nation uh, East. To do that, but uh, I just think it's interesting looking at you know two of the central pillars of the European Union, the Euro area, the Schengen uh, borderless free zone. Both of those are in essential crisis at the moment, and I think uh, some people should be closely examining their commitment to further integration or uh, further movement of economies towards each other when there is clearly uh, you know some crises in the two fundamental building blocks of, of the EU. Because there's no question, you know that. The Netherlands government, the Danish government, are responding to massive public pressure. This is not something they've dreamt up. They are being forced to by public pressure. No, to, to public to, to pressure, briefly, opinion, but not to actual security issues. And that is that's what what what, what irritates me a lot. I think what they're saying is, uh, who cares what they think? It's it's not it's not about something important because the Dutch are kind of saying, well, this is not a good idea, and the bank should participate. They don't know what I have the summary clip for, to describe what's really going on in the EU. Please, I need it. What do you got? Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster Victory. <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't, oh, here it is. <laughs> How could I have missed that clip? All right. Finally, does a pasta strainer count as religious headgear? One self-confessed atheist in Austria has fought and won the right to be shown in his driver's license photo wearing the strainer because he says it's all part of his religion called pastafarianism. It's a tongue-in-cheek faith that is part of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Dude, I'm in! You have to wear a spaghetti strainer on your head, and they show a picture of his driver's license with him wearing it. Now, wait a minute. So, and he, you can do this in the EU? Apparently, in this Austria. Is legal? Wait a minute. Yeah. So, it's the Pastafarians? Yeah. I love this it. This is obviously as a, as a kind of an okay for people who want to wear masks or, or, or burkas. I love know, it. The EU's headed, so everyone, you go look at the driver's license, and you look at the person with the burqa, and you say, yeah, that's you. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, I need one of those. I think we brought a strainer, or maybe Baroness Maggie put a strainer on board. I'm going to wear that. You should. Yeah, I'm going to wear it all the time. And it would also keep the satellite brain waves. (laughs) It'll keep me safe. And Keep it's it a safe. and it's a fashion statement. It's a total fashion statement <laughs> and a winner. Yeah, totally winning. Nice. Okay. And by the way, something weird happened in Gitmo Nation Lowlands that uh, there's uh, there's no clips I can play or anything. But uh, the way it's set up, uh, they you know it's a very small country. They have uh, an infrastructure which I, I didn't know this is owned by the French. The French own these huge broadcast towers. I'm sure you've seen them, John, when you were there. Um, and there's two main ones. I've actually almost flown into one at one point in the mist. That's known as Lopic. And then you have another one uh, down south, uh, a little bit more south. So I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how many there are, but all of the uh, radio stations, the government transmitters, uh, the commercial stations, everything except for the cable, of course, uh, is on these towers. And there was a fire. In one, and these are huge towers. You look at the show notes, and you'll—I you, mean, these are amazing, big, amazingly uh, big uh, towers. And so there's a fire in one of them, 
And the fire was so bad that the antenna melted and collapsed. And the same day, there was a fire in another one. So there was like no radio in all of the Netherlands. Wow. And what is the, what is the likelihood of that happening? Nil. Thank you. And these things have been around for eons. But, of course, the crazy thing is, is uh, Alticom, French company, owns the infrastructure. Then you have Broadcast Partners, another commercial company who actually run the transmitters. And everyone's renting from each other. And no one knows what to do. And meanwhile, the, I think they're on uh, AM. There's like one AM station is broadcasting. The same time, they've actually uh, chopped the budget of the uh, Dutch World Broadcasting Service down to like 5% of what it used to be. It's something weird going on. And I think it's Al-Qaeda in the lowlands, personally. I, I'm amazed no one has actually mentioned that. Well, they haven't said, uh, oh, we've got Al-Qaeda here. They're, they're breaking our infrastructure. No radio. Would, why not? What do you mean, I like why it. not? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's perfect. But it's just, I mean, what, are the, what is the likelihood of that happening? It's crazy. Eh, of course, that was just... Well, everyone needs to get day. their ham license sooner than later. I got a couple hams who showed up at the meetup who were... Uh, to say the least, uh, disappointed they have not heard you uh, on the air yet. I only have local transmitting capability. Are I don't you? use any repeaters. I'm not that good. Tell them to, to stay tuned. I'll be. I'll be <laughs> when I spend a little more time on my hands. I'll be on the air uh, looking for them in in Virginia. CQDX, CQDX. Hey, John, you got your ears on? So other than that, I, I do have the one guy who I do have one lone clip out of the blue, which still refers to the back to the uh, the way to wrap it around to the uh, uh, Murdoch thing. There's one guy who came up at, in Parliament and is the only guy who makes sense. He's he actually the guy who says that, you know, while you're going to beat up the media for doing this so-called illegal activity, you have to remember it was the media that caught them. Wittingdale. May I very much welcome the statement of the Prime Minister, and can I also thank him for consulting myself and my two fellow Select Committee Chairman about terms of reference last night. Um, while there is no doubt that we need a stronger system of regulation of the press in this country, will he bear in mind that it was not just newspapers that were responsible for these wholly unacceptable and often illegal activities, it was also newspapers who exposed them? And I hope he will agree that a free press is an absolute fundamental cornerstone of a free society. And we mustn't do anything to jeopardize that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the right on, yeah. You know what it was? It was the Guardian and the BBC. It was the, uh, it was the yeah, established the compromise media. Of yeah, yeah, but we have the left-wing communists. We were probably both tipped off. Yeah. I still think there's an MI6, MI5, CIA thing going on here, and they just had to get roused everybody and get Murdoch out of the country. So let's just stay on that for one second as we wrap it up. So you're saying that the CIA, who of course uh, had the Murdoch properties, they have a beef with MI6. Yeah. And MI6 wants the CIA out. Is that it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they're, they're, they're interlopers. Huh. Okay, well, let's look for signs of that. And uh, um, please, everyone who's uh, on the No Agenda News Network, keep your eyes peeled for that. Be very careful that you don't get wrapped up in the American Idol competition going into its final stretch now. Uh, by the way, it, the fix is in on that. Did you see this, John? No. No, it's already been set. Well, so, who's, who wins? 
Yeah, well, Obama, of course. It's real simple. They've set it Obama's up. Obama's in the American Idol? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's like they've got some way to raise the debt limit. They can do it over three times, and they've set it up so they're going to vote on this procedure, and this procedure passes if one-third of the votes uh, are, are yay. So, of course, so it's already done. It's all, it, if it's one-third all, of the votes are gay? No, yeah. If one-third of the votes are gay, then the debt limit gets raised. Seriously, you haven't heard about this? Yeah, I know I have. It's stupid. So what? all this stuff and the president's entire address. It's all bull crap. Yeah, it's tiring. It's tiring, and it, and it makes it difficult for us to get clips of Hillary. So please, if you live in Turkey, record some stuff and, and, and support the show. We haven't had anything from Turkey, had we? No, they. You're right. They. They kind of. They. I mean, besides this New York Times article, which I read, by the way, is has, says nothing. Well, I need clips from Turkey. I, I no, want. We don't more have from too many. I think we have one Turkish listener. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, thanks for bearing with us there on the live streams. Uh, we have the No Agenda producer update coming up right after this show. Uh, Baroness Maggie Vincent and uh, Miss Mickey on the show once again to talk about the uh, Hot Pockets 2008 summer tour coming to a Gitmo Nation state near you very soon. North Carolina next on the map. We want to thank our gracious hosts, uh, the Pilgrims and the Baronesses. How's the weather? A hundred plus degrees with no air conditioning here in the Hot Pockets Mobile. And uh, I I can't breathe. (laughs) Yeah. Coming to you from the Four Winds 5000 Crackpot Command Center here in the driveway at the Baroness's Estate in the State of Lovers in Virginia. Give them a nation. I'm Adam Curry. And from uh, more... Oh, I don't know. Temperate northern Silicon Valley where it's actually beautiful out. Temperature's just right and it's very slight breeze. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday from North Carolina, everybody. Right here on No Agenda. Adios, mofo. Dvorak.org slash N-A